What up, what up, what up? Wake your asses up. We're right here on the Coach JB Show on this merciless Monday. Zach Smith's going to join us here any second. We're going to get right into it with him, talk some football, talk some Nick Saban and uh, how he's addressed some NIL issues. We're going to talk about all the football games from yesterday, of course. Everyone knows uh, Patrick Mahomes won him a football game against Joe Burrow. I know I'm going to hear it all this morning. Hey, I'm here for it. I don't back down from nobody, nothing. We're going to take all your bullshit heat, and we can't wait to get after it. Zach's going to join us on the other side. Uh, Before that, let me give you the quote of the day. I do it because I can. I can because I want to. I want to because you said I couldn't. I love that quote. Uh, It's a great one. It goes for all the dick writers out there as well. Um, Can't wait to get with Zach on the other side. And uh, we will see you here right after this intro. Can't wait. See you on the other side. Peace. All right, all right. Hey, I, uh, I'm glad everybody joining me on this merciless Monday. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Get you 50% off welcome bonus. I hope you bet on all those NFL games. Uh, the great Brandon Lang told me to bet big on the Eagles. They he said they would blow the 49ers out. He he knew exactly why. Everything that he told me exactly happened that way. I was actually super impressed. I was actually with him in Vegas over the week. Uh, at the East-West Shrine game. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. Um, But without further ado, let's get Zach Smith right in here. This show is Merciless Monday because of Zach Smith. Zach, what up, man? What up, man? You at the new studio? Yep. You got it all going, huh? Shit, it's it's a process, man. You know, trying to get everything done. I gotta. You ever? I don't know how much how much experience you've had with like getting like murals or artwork done, but man, artists are a different breed. <laughs> they work on a different timetable than everyone else. Oh, dog, it's hard. I, I said, fuck it, I'm not gonna do it. It's like art, artistic people, man. They, it's there's nothing regimen. There's no timelines. I'm I'm like I'm trying to pay hey, a couple thousand have, dollars. You gotta have big dick money. You, you have to. Like I, I, my buddy Pat Perez, man, his wife, he got his wife a big ass mural over their TV. It's a picture of her like fucking done up with like, oh, dude, like big money. <laughs> you don't even want to know how much it costs. And it was like, get this done right now here. Yeah. Like, and this guy hand painted everything. It was like, holy shit, man. And it's unbelievable. Wow. But you better wow. have had big money, dog. If you don't, you're going to be on there beckoning the call, man. That's why I said, fuck it. I'm going to go do some, uh, like some fathead type of shit or yeah hell yeah or some i'm gonna go neon when i move into the bar over here yeah i'm gonna go go neon lights and have a couple of things i'm like fuck it man i'm gonna try to do it uh what up man uh burrow got fucked i thought um he played all right he didn't play his greatest through two picks but you know fuck he got hit 28 times um you know he took that team to super bowl last year with similar conditions 
Uh, I thought the Chiefs' D line was a difference. Um, For sure. I mean, they they got to a man, and that's what they that's what actually uh, I thought changed the game. Um, but you know what? I give kudos to Mahomes for playing the game, uh, hurt or injured, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of guys just wouldn't have done it nowadays, especially. Uh, what's your take on this Burrow and uh, Mahomes banter? Uh, you know, Mahomes take a shot at him with the cigar thing. Uh, that's good football. I think it's good for hey. the game. For a it's years. good entertainment, right? It's, 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 we have a, a newfound rivalry in the AC or the AFC. I mean, it, 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 Zach, before you tell say that, does this does this game and this two, these two right here just kind of take over the Josh Allen discussion? Like he's kind of like out of it now. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen needs to win something first, right? He's got to win a meaningful game. Like Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes have faced off twice in the AFC Championship the last two years, and they're one and one. They split it. So both of them have shown that they can win that game, right? Obviously, Pat Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow doesn't yet, but but I think anyone with money right now would bet that Joe Burrow will, will retire one day with at least one ring, right? He's going to win one eventually. You can't say the same about Josh Allen. He just he hasn't won a meaningful game yet. So he's kind of he's kind of the little brother looking at the two older brothers like, can I play? Can I play? <laughs> hey, I say that shit every day. I'm like, dog, you haven't won a meaningful football game yet. Like, I'm just confused on all this shit. You want to hurdle motherfuckers and all this old shit, but you ain't won a game. Either as Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like there's so many $200 million cats that yeah. haven't won a game. And I'm like, yeah. dog, until you get a meaningful game, at least Mahomes, who I give shit to about being gimmicky, has won a Super Bowl. He's won meaningful games. Another one yesterday. So I I, pre- I appreciate quarterbacks playing like he did. I didn't think that, uh, you know, he threw for 300 yards and he did all those things. But, like, I'm going to break that game down with Sean Salisbury tomorrow. I'm going to show both quarterbacks. Burrow made, play, made throws yesterday that me and a buddy of mine who's another quarterback guy were like, dog. Mahomes wish he could fucking make that throw. Like oh, yeah. the throws Burrow was making, he had two drop balls by guys that were like critical. Like a tight oh, yeah. end in the on the wheel route was the best ball I've seen in the NFL this year. The guy, yeah, no doubt. And, and it, the, the only throw that pissed me off. I mean, I thought Joe played f- fantastic. I mean, for for the, him them to be in the game and you know a couple controversial calls away from going to overtime. I mean, Kansas City ran the ball better by half a yard per per attempt. They threw it better. They won the turnover battle. They won on third down. They were better in the red zone. They they had a better time of possession. And Cincinnati's still in it with a depleted offensive line. So I thought Joe played outstanding. But taking a shot in double coverage on third and three to T fucking Higgins. Like, you only do that if it's Jamar Chase. Yeah. You get anyone else double covered, fucking check it down, scramble, do something else. That was the one that I was like, what the? Come on, Joe, you're better than that. Yeah, late and it's later too. I was yeah, like, late oh. in the game. Come on, man. Yeah. It's third and, it was, if it was third and eleven, sure, take a shot, try to convert. But third and three, I think he got happy because T. Higgins saved him on that touchdown. Yeah, for sure. It was a great fucking ball, and and I got to be honest, I'm I'm watching uh, I'm watching football. Me and my buddy last night, we were like, dude, <clears throat> quarterback play to me. I mean, uh, as athletic as it is, the greatest we've seen probably at the position of as athlete as athletically speaking. Quarterback play and corner play, DB play, has to be some of the worst shit I've seen in a long time, man. In totality. Great athletes. We get all the sauce gardeners and all these guys. They're great athletes, but, dog, the the, the technique, the tackling, the fuck, everything's so bad. Like, the ball that he threw to Higgins, the corner had no fucking idea. Yeah. Like, remember we used to teach, like, read the – 
we the white house eyes and they get big we fucking like dog there's no like little indicators anymore you can tell they're not being coached at all like corner play this motherfucker was turning around like 360. i'm like goddamn <laughs> higgins just went up and high pointed the ball it wasn't like it was a fucking great play like it was a great ball high pointed it but i'm like dog no. corners are bad now too yeah see I, being a wide out guy like the hard catch is a contested catch right i don't covered covered doesn't mean contested just because you're covered, that motherfucker still has to play the ball. Fucking right. right? And I mean, that that looked like routes on air. I mean, he just went up and caught the ball. <laughs> Simple right. as that. Now, the tough catch is where he does contest it. You got to have strong hands. You got to secure the catch. You got to you got to take it away from him. Those are the catches that are tough, which you see those every now and then. But yeah, corner play, I mean, at every level it, it is one, one with the NFL. I think we hamstring, we really hamstring these quarterbacks or cornerbacks by just, just the, the rules. Like, it, it is such a points-friendly, receiver-friendly league. You get in college, those bitches are all over you, grabbing you, tugging your jersey, pulling on you. In the NFL, if they even, like, touch you, it's a flag. Yeah. It's, it, it, and it's just, I think it's allowing average receiver play and kind of, you know, setting these corners back. It's tough to play corner. But playing the ball in the air is a totally different conversation. Like, that, that's an art that has been lost at every level of football. Back in the day, dog, as a head coach, I'd make sure my corners were doing high point drills just like the wideouts. Yeah. Like, you don't see that shit at all anymore in practices. I was at the East West Shrine game in Vegas. Bill, Bill Belichick was there. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons. Uh, I got to see all those guys uh, bullshit with them. That was pretty funny in person. But they were, they were actually talking about we make our corners do wideout drills now. Yeah. He's like, they've lost. It was an art they, that the DBs have lost. And, of course, we know they play corner because they can't catch. Like, let's be honest. But at the same time, it's like when I saw them talking about that at the East-West game, I was like, fuck, man. And I was at the NFL PA game, uh, and uh, it was funny, man. You guys have a corner. Ohio State has a corner, I think, 23. Is there a corner 23? I'm not on the team now. He might have been wearing it. He was at the East-West game. He was in – Probably Cam Brown. Okay, he might have been wearing that number. I don't know, but he was a uh, man. Every fucking play, dog. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm right there on the field with them. Like they're going one on ones. Him in a wideout from like uh, fucking Louisiana, like raising Cajuns. He was pretty nice, six five kid. They were going at it one on one red zone. They were doing red zone one on one shit for all. Every NFL scout was there. Yeah. And every fucking play, every single one, he was bitching and moaning, dude. Like push off. <laughs> Grabbing my face, man. I'm sitting there like, homie, shut just the play. fuck up. Like, just play. Okay. Dog. You, you got Bill Belichick is sitting right here watching you, and all he hears right. you do is bitch. <laughs> I'm like, and he's wearing fucking cut off Ohio State pants. Yep. And then, like, I'm like, dog. And then some of the guys out there, motherfuckers, was in cut off. Like, dog, they look like a. I was like, come on, man. I see. That's why I'm not coaching, dog. These motherfuckers is all about them. They want to be pretty. I'm like, you're at a fucking practice on a Saturday in Vegas. Right. It's an interview. You're at an interview. That's not even a practice. That's a fucking interview. interview. Yeah. Fucking right. You're at an interview. Uh, This uh, Nick Saban deal right here. He said that he rejected two players who were searching for $1.3 million combined NIL money. Um that someone with the best corners in the nation in high school come to ask me if we pay them 800 grand for players to sign here. I told him he could find another place to play. Um, what's your take on that? Is he kind of setting the tone or is he like, fuck you, I don't need you? Um, I love it. 
I love it. I love it because he, he he's looking for culture, not not talent, right? Because er, everyone knows that Bama has a great NIL structure, but you got to be a player. And if, and it's all about the long-term investment. So he's looking for those kids that are committed to becoming great players and becoming NFL football players, not some kid who's looking for a quick payday. And so he's saying, fuck it. What, what are you worried about money? Look at my track record. If you come in here and work, you're going to get, you're going to have more money than you know what to do with. Don't worry about that. Like, let's worry about big picture here. And, and that's what he's looking for. So some kid wants to be flighty and, and go to fucking like Texas A&M for a little, for a, for a bag. It's like, all right, good. Well, you're going to go five and seven. You're not going to go to a bowl game. You're going to get a, 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 a small check compared to the corner that comes here and gets drafted. So have fun. Have a good career, bud. See you later. Dog, I don't know if you – did you watch the whole game yesterday, all the games? Oh, yeah. Yep. Did you see when uh, Burrow slid on a play, number six, I think one of the corners for Chiefs, he kind of tried to stop and tap him, but then he rolls <laughs> his fucking ankle? Yeah. Dog, I don't understand why the – see, the novice fan won't understand this play or understand anything we're talking about, but why hasn't the NFL realized that there's 900 injuries this year for whatever reason you want to discuss, but – this is the majority of them, like shit like this. Like, we've changed the rules so bad because we think we're making it safer. And I, there's not a guy I haven't talked to, NFL legends, NFL OGs, NFL guys, and I'm, I'm bringing this up, and they're like, dog, that's a hell of a point because the game has changed so much that you have more hamstring injuries than we've ever had because of the non-full-speed drills. We can't go. We got to stop now and start. We got to stop. We got to start. I mean, fuck, you're going to pull a hamstring. You're going to have a groin. You're going to have a soft tissue. We don't – the rules to save the quarterback has injury-plagued uh, the rest of the NFL at every other position. And to me, it's like, it's pretty fucking shitty when, you know, this guy has to fucking tap your helmet and stop and step on your leg and roll his ankle yeah. and, like – Kickoff return and kickoff, you see more injuries than anything because motherfuckers know you can't hit you and break a wedge and they can't get down there. And then, then they're pulling hammies or or, or fucking up uh, their knees. I'm just like, dog, I, I don't know. People don't really talk about it, but I don't know if you see all the bullshit that you get from trying to save the quarterback. Yeah, listen, uh, when, I, when I was coaching, I, I told my players, I mean, constantly. It was a constant message. In my career, I'll say over half of injuries that happened to my players were because they were timid or they didn't finish a play or they pulled up. You know, a kid's blocking and he starts like he hears footsteps behind him and he kind of pulls up like, oh, I'm going to get hurt. And then he gets fucking pancake all of a sudden ACL or gets rolled up on. I, I never really saw many injuries where a kid's straining to finish. And so when you take that away from a kid, like you got to pull up and be careful. It's like, all right, I pull up and kind of trying to position myself. Oops, there goes my ankle. It's like you you can't do that in this sport or you're, or you're creating a dangerous situation. Maybe not as dangerous, maybe not head injuries, but now it's soft tissue injuries, ankle injuries, ACL ligament issues. Like it's just, it's not the way to play football. And we've, we've bastardized this game in such a way that I, I don't know there's any coming back from it. They're not ever going to be like, all right, fuck it. You can hit them again. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, man. I, I'm just like, fuck, dude, this is so bad, dog. I, I don't understand how fucking we don't understand that these cats really can't play no more <laughs> without fucking injuring them. I don't know. Um, let me ask you this. I'm hearing rumblings of Bears maybe thinking about trading Justin Fields. Uh, first of all, 
where do you see these picks going and what are some unlikely scenarios that you see happening? I, I want to start with the draft. Uh, here's the, the, this is a couple mock-ups. You got Bryce Young, number one, Houston, Will Levis. I still don't understand. Will Levis is way fucking up there in everyone's draft board. Uh, I got to see him throw in person. The motherfucker now has a big time arm. I, I, didn't know he had, I didn't know he had that big time of an arm. Like he's got a whip on him. Oh yeah. Um, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud. So, obviously, this won't ever happen this way, but we'll see. Um, first of all, talking about draft in, in scenarios, do you see any of these being true, or do you see uh, some major shit shifting in trades? Of course. I, I definitely could see that being true. Now, if I was a GM, I would never take Will Levis in the top 10, but I also would have never taken Trey Lance or Zach Wilson ahead of Justin Fields fucking ever. I mean, if, if Justin Fields is on the 49ers, they might be in the Super Bowl right now. That's just the reality of it. Um, but the NFL is going to NFL. They do this shit every fucking year. They, they find some kid, fall in love with a big-ass arm, and they're like, wow, we can teach him how to be accurate and understand football and read defenses. That offense I watched at Kentucky last year was fucking pathetic. And Will Levis wasn't great either. Yeah, he could throw it far. Like, I give a fuck. We had Cardale Jones was our quarterback. He could throw it 75 yards. Could, he's not an NFL quarterback, but he, he could throw it far. He had a big arm. They called him 12-gauge for a reason. Like, that shit, that, that is, that's for the birds for me. I mean, Will Levis has got to show me something. He was in SEC and played below average. You want to take him number two overall? No, not me. I'll take the kid that played against Georgia and balled the fuck out and CJ Stroud at number two. But I'm taking Bryce Young, number one. Other than that, I think it's pretty on point. I mean, with, whether the Bears trade out, Here's the thing, though. If the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields, they're going to have to take Bryce Young at one, right? They're not trading out of shit. But I, I, th I think they're going to give Fields time. I, I think they'll they'll trade out of that number one pick. And then the, the rest of that list, I mean, you get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, they're day one impact guys. Um, Yeah, I'm hearing they're like, they're talking Justin Fields trade, and then the Bears trade him for that number two in Houston. So they draft Bryce Young at one, trade him and get fucking – the D tackle from Georgia. And I mean, I, I see, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all about this whole new thing, Zach. I'm like, fuck. I, I honestly believe if Cooper Rush plays in the Cowboy game, they played the Eagles yesterday. Like yeah. that, he don't throw two picks on the, on the sideline in that tip ball. Like Cooper Rush don't do that. So that game, nine to nine football game, when he throws that pick and it's like, fuck, who knows? But I'm saying that my point being is he's not as good as Dak. He's not as talented as Dak. No. But guess what? The NFL is requiring uh, or having these quarterbacks now that are just fucking the the Purdies, the Heineke's. Like, look at the guys that have done pretty decent. If you surround those average Joes with fucking better rosters, you may be onto something and save some cap. Like, we're putting all this money in Kyler Murray and the fucking team shit. He's a shitbird. He's like, what are we doing? Why don't we just save it and use it fucking for like uh, one of these other guys? Uh, it's going to be interesting. I got to ask you, along with the draft, you just broke down, and if Justin Fields were to get traded, et cetera, what happens in these other scenarios? Like, where do you see Tom Brand Brady landing? I don't know, man. I'm, I, I've been waiting since their season ended on for him to retire. I mean, it, he did it once. Now he lost his whole family, lost his wife. His wife's getting plowed down by some other dude. And it, you're sitting here like – yeah, she was on. She went. She went to like the Poconos or some shit with some other dude already. Like that was a quick, quick bounce back. Giselle was like, "Nah, I need some new dick." 
That's but, probably why they left because she he found out she was fucking anyway. Probably. But you look at his post-game press conference, it was it was one of those, you know, thank you. I want I just want to thank the media for everything you guys do for yeah. following us, following me. You know, it was very like kind of send-off into the sunset. I'm just waiting for him to retire. I, I don't he didn't me play too. well this year. I think it's time for him to just hang it up. He's the GOAT. We all know that and just let it be. But um, I'm with I, I think Justin Fields saga will, will kind of control the narrative of the NFL. Like if he doesn't get traded, then then it's kind of draft season, you know, free for all to see who gets who. If he does get traded, you're going to see a lot of moves because there's a lot of teams that I think will watch his film. And you sit there and watch Will Levis's film versus Justin Fields NFL film. Justin Fields gives you a glimmer of hope. Will Levis is a pure projection kind of project. Like hope you're hoping Justin Fields, at least you say, all right, he could throw it. Okay. Maybe he might be able to throw it better than we think, but he damn sure can make plays with his feet. He's going to keep plays alive. He has absolutely nothing on offense. If you put him in San Fran with that offense, I'm taking that shot over putting Will Levis in fucking San Francisco. I agree. Uh, I think it goes like, like you said, I agree. I think it's Justin Fields. I think it's Tom Brady. And I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I mm -hmm. think there's rumblings all over now that Aaron Rodgers is trade bait. There's a possibility they've agreed to it. Basically underneath the kind of the curtain behind the curtains, they've kind of agreed to a mutual trade. If I want to play type of deal. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers will take three months to even say if he's going to play again or not. Oh, so yeah. I have to wait on that. Uh, I see the Niners and the Raiders as landing spots for both of those guys yep. because the Niners lost the Super Bowl. Like, if Purdy would have won the Super Bowl, I think that they would be like, fuck everything. We'll play on the cheap. We just want a Super Bowl with a guy that we don't have to pay. But now they realize we got to have a guy that can fucking get it done uh, in these big games. Yeah. I can see Brady coming home. I can see Aaron Rodgers coming home, both West Coast guys, California natives. Uh, do you see Aaron Rodgers retiring or do you see him playing? I mean, I, th I think he wants to to play another another couple. And, and I think San Fran's is such a unique spot, right, where they could take a guy like Brady or, or it feels like the Broncos when they took Peyton, right? It's like we have the pieces. We just need a veteran guy who can drive the ship. We don't need some freak athlete. We don't need a Josh Allen arm or a Patrick Mahomes playmaker. We need a guy that can take the fucking wheel and drive us in the right direction because yep. we don't have shit right now. We fucked up bad at the quarterback position. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy G is like – Fucking the golden boy in San Fran because the position is so bad. Like you put Aaron Rodgers in that offense, just fucking read the defense, check it down to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, there's Debo on a little slant route. Throw it to him. Like, we don't need fucking 35-yard throws on the outside shoulder. Just dot dot a couple guys up and let them go play. Yeah, they don't they don't have any outside wideouts. They have all a bunch of utility, like hybrid H-back type of cats yeah. that are just uh, they're not they're good as fuck, but they don't have that six-five guy outside that they can throw it up to. And they don't have the quarterback to make the throw anyway. They don't have Burrow to make that back shoulder and shit. No. So, but you fig Lamar you figure with through the draft if they can get a you know an outside wide out just a couple small pieces that might be able to contribute as a rookie. And if they can go get a quarterback answer, San Fran's in a good position. Especially if they want to trade for Rodgers because they're gonna have to trade oh, yeah. for him. So, oh, yeah. um, they're gonna get something from Green Bay. Uh, they're gonna have to give up probably a lot. So that's gonna have to be a strategic deal. Um. Lamar Jackson, he bet on himself, got the fucking, you know, he's got his whole, uh, his mom's his agent. Where does he land? And have the have the Ravens, are they are they blowing smoke with all the press conferences with Harbaugh? You know, the OC basically, who's a great dude, Greg Roman, I, I think he's a fucking unbelievable OC for what he has to do with Lamar. 
Uh, he's been at two Super Bowls as OC. He's running completely different offenses. So it's not like he can't call O in this league. But I'm I'm looking at it like I know for a fact he got out because he was exhausted. This motherfucker can't throw a fucking hitch. Yeah. So he's got to run fucking. He's got to create fucking scheme up front to defeat a bear front every day. He's like, I got to go against a bear every day in the run game. And I got to fucking pull everybody. It's like. Yeah. I got to create shit that no one else thinks about because me and you in our world, we're like, fuck, we're not running against Bear. We're throwing this motherfucker. He's having to run the ball versus Bear. No one else that understands what we're saying probably as a novice fan. But he's like, I'm exhausted, man. Fuck this. I'm out. Do you see Lamar staying or going? I mean, it's tough, right, for two reasons. Where's he going? Because Baltimore has had success with Lamar because they full-fledged went all in and said, fuck it, let's try this. I mean, it was risky as shit, right? We have you to build a whole offense around this kid's skill set. That is, He's not a plug and play. You don't just bring Lamar in and all of a sudden he flourishes. You have to have the right pieces and the right offensive scheme around him to make him, di- let him be the dynamic player he is because he's not a traditional quarterback. He's not that guy that can just go, go to Houston and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, we got Lamar, yeah. we're going to ball out. Nice. But at the same time, Baltimore went all in. So is Tyler Huntley going to be the guy to, to lead them? Because they can't just full-fledged change back to a pro-style offense. No. like that. They just built a roster around this stylistic way of playing football that is Lamar Jackson. So I think it's got to be a marriage between the two. I, I don't know. I know, you know, there's some teams that are so bad that they'll take Lamar Jackson for sure. But I don't think that's going to be successful. No, I agree. I've been saying this thing the whole time. They they bought in completely to him. Not only to Lamar Jackson, all his backups are Lamar Jackson S. Yeah, it's a full organizational (laughs) commitment. It is not just a okay, we like Lamar. Woohoo. Hell yeah. They went they went all in, two feet balls deep. Hey, their backup's not fucking Andy Dalton and they're running 21 personnel with play action when he comes in the game. This is fucking the same offense with Huntley now, or McSorley was there, or RG3 was there. They it's the same offense. That's why they're getting those type of cues. People don't realize yeah. most other NFL franchises, even when Justin Fields got – Andy Dalton was the other guy. So the offense was changed. It changed when that quarterback came in the game. So, like, they bought in and was like, fuck it, let's go do it. I think Harbaugh realizes we're not going to get the wide out we need because they don't want to play with Lamar because he can't throw us the ball. <laughs> so now we're in this offensive scheme where we got to be in fucking, like, 32, 22, fucking, like, this weird-ass shit to get this guy to, uh, a hat, added hat to the box. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if you can win this way. Um, and if you notice, the last few years, especially this year, he ain't running away like he used to. He's starting to get – this league is so quick, man. You got so small – the windows are so small to win a Super Bowl as a quarterback. And Burrow's learning that right now, even though – this was really his full completed second year, not even his third. He got hurt year one. Right. He's ahead of the curve, but he is oh, an yeah. older cat. Yeah. Like when you hit 30 years old in the NFL, dog, it's like fucking over the hill. Oh, yeah. Like, you Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl at 23. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Cats gotta realize. Um, Sean Payton, why do you think the decision is taking this long? Because I gotta be honest, I'm think I'm hearing another rumbling uh, the last over the weekend at the East West game from a few NFL big time guys that Harbaugh's going to Denver. 
Well, it's hilarious, right? He he got a new contract, said he's done. He's coaching in Michigan. And a week later, he met with the president of the Broncos. This motherfucker, he's that guy that's married. That, I didn't know that. Yeah, it just happened. Like, after he recommitted to Michigan, he re-upped, re right? Got a, got a new contract. Said he's coming back to Michigan. It's done. He's done talking to the NFL. A week later, the president of the Broncos flies to Ann Arbor and meets with him. This dude is that married guy that wants to cheat on his wife so bad, but just can't yet. And he he's not, he's still looking. He still wants some strange. Fuck but yeah, it, he does. It, it, it's undefeated. It's it's undefeated. And, hey, and I, I'm telling you, though, I told some uh, Brian Case, he's in this channel. Now he always fucks with you on Twitter. He's yeah. always in here. He's a Michigan homer, Michigan guy, Detroit Lion, Michigan. Hey, I, I was like, hey, man, kudos to you, bro. But goddamn. Understand something. I told you Harbaugh is going to get the fuck out of there, especially after the hamburger debacle. So, <laughs> Burgergate. Yeah, Burgergate. Uh, Sean Payton was in Arizona. Uh, I know he's been on several shows like, oh, I like Kyler Murray when he was young and all this. I, I don't, I believe the, the reason this thing is taking so long because he's like, I don't like Kyler Murray and I got to really figure out what the fuck I'm getting into with this $250 million dude. Um, if, well, uh, but keep in mind now, this man's last attempt in the NFL was with fucking Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So Kyler Murray looks like an upgrade right now. <laughs> hey, do they have the shit around him though? Like Ertz yeah. is older, hurt. Uh, you know, they got Hollywood Brown. Is Hopkins leaves? I hear that he wants out. I don't know if they like. Is he starting over there? I don't know if that's the team. Yeah, I don't know if that's the team. Like I can see Denver even being a better. I know. Russell's weird as fuck, but at least we know he's been to two. He's won one. Um, if he can get him back right mentally, I think Sean be like, fuck, I can win with you. Um, they'll get Patrick back the receiver. They have a receiving core there. Oh, yeah, they do. Um, they got a defense. Like, I, I mean, that's a good spot if I'm if I'm a Sean Payton. I don't know, man. He's He's got a few decisions to make. Uh, Carolina hires Frank Reich. Uh, you know, everyone's up in arms um, because the, they're going to call it a racial thing. I totally, I personally think that the cat should have been retained from what he did there. Like, Frank Reich is just another, uh, is just a recycled hire. Uh, he hasn't really done much. The only thing he's known for, really, is coming back against the Houston Oilers and fucking down 35 and came in from fucking Buffalo, right? Like, what has he really done coaching-wise? Um, he's been on a few good staffs. Um, I don't know, man. He's a good quarterback guy. I know that. But, like, we always got to make this fucking splash higher like he's the next guy. I, I think that co that locker room, uh, uh, from what I hear, is pissed off. They love this guy. They thought he was a great leader for the locker room. I think he did a hell of a job for Matt Rule leaving getting rid of McCaffrey and still being in the playoff hunt with that roster. I thought he did a hell of a job. And, uh, and I told, I said everything, I told everybody, fuck man. If, 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 if he gets let go, Houston, Houston better call that motherfucker right away. And then yesterday I got a, a text from a buddy that's uh, in, in a higher management and in, in the league hiring office said that he thinks D'Amico Ryan is getting that Houston job. Hmm. So I think he's already been offered the job from what I hear. So, and then all my brothers, my buddies were here yesterday, mostly all black cats. Uh, I'm fucking with them. And I'm like, 
Houston, stop hiring fucking black coaches. You fuck them over every year. Like, <laughs> hiring, you hire them and fire them every fucking year. And all my homeboys are like, fuck it. No brother should go to Houston. And I'm like, I'm like dog, love you. You got fucking Romeo Cornell. You got fucking, like, dog, they're going to hire D'Amico Ryan, or uh, what's his name in from Frisco. Um, Houston's just a dead fucking zone, man. Like, don't go there. Like, Sean I would, Baker, I know, wasn't going to take that one. I would never go there. No chance. I, that is a bad gig. I don't know what you do at quarterback. You got a draft. There's no way you trade up with 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 and get Justin Fields, but Justin's going to be like, fuck, his career is going to end. Well, that, that, that would be the, the the graveyard for him, for sure. You go from Chicago to Houston, it's like, what the fuck? Can I get, can I get a shot? Give me a chance at least to try to be an NFL quarterback. All right, look, I'll leave you at this. Yeah. Like I don't, I've never believed in the conspiracy bullshit with the referees calling games on the take. Players, you know, point shaving in the NFL. I'm like, you know, it's pretty fucking impossible for an NFL player to point shave. But after yesterday, dog, I got Matt's gonna come on next, and I gotta bring, I gotta tell because Matt's a true believer in this conspiracy referee thing. And I'm like, I gotta ask Matt. Listen, I'm starting to believe you, dog. After yesterday's game, what they did with Kansas City and how they fucking gave him a second, third down, how they gave him the second, third down play, how they yeah. fucking gave him the, how they gave him that fuck. I mean, the out of bounds play, I mean, it is what it is. It's a dumbass by the, by the Bengals. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the, the guy for the Bengals. He's pretty pissed off. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, this motherfucker last year. Hey, that Bengals locker room seems locked in like they really want to win. He's Hell pissed yeah. off that the motherfucker hit Mahomes three steps out of bounds like an idiot. Almost broke his leg in half. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what you think about it, but after that game, dog, that third and nine, the referee coming from the other side up, up north of the play. Like, I'm like, why is he up north from the play and coming down to yeah. say that the play snap had expired? And we're gonna we're gonna replay the down, and they ran the play, Zach, and completed a ball, and it was short, and they went through the whole mechanism of a play happening. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck is this not a fuck? I don't know, man. There were some plays calls in that. I I start the reason I'm saying conspiracy, Zach. The NFL wants to see Andy Reid play his old team. The oh, listen, the, the NFL wanted Kansas City Philly eight weeks ago. They did, and. That, that, that penalty was a penalty. It was a dumbass penalty. It was a critical penalty. But the two plays that fucked me up were the, the blatant clip on the punt return that got him a 23-yard head start. I was yelling, on, like, why the fuck you didn't call this? I mean, it was so egregious. And then on top of that, the play where they did have the personal foul hit out, out of bounds, there was one of the worst holds of the game. It should have been a holding. It should have been offset penalties. Replay the down. Like, it. I'm not, I'm not saying that... that the game was fixed, but they really want KC Philly. And they've wanted that since like week nine of the season. I got to agree with that, man. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at this like, this motherfucker's really, man. Like the one ref, the the, the main white hat, uh, <laughs> me and my boys like, this motherfucker's got at least made about a million dollars tonight on the take. Oh, like, yeah. This motherfucker's been paid by every single mobster and bookie out there. Like, well, And you know what's funny? So, you know, we have a handicapping team. 
uh, as a part of this platform I have. And, and one of our handicappers is a sharp better, right? He, he, he studies all the, the late money, big money, sharp money. And I mean, it was like, this game was back and forth for a while. And then, you know, an hour before kick, massive sharp money started coming in on the Eagles. And you're like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> they, they ain't just betting on it. They're giving money elsewhere to make sure that shit happens. Dog. Brandon Lang, you know, they made two for the money about him. Betting extraordinaire. I got to kick it with him in Vegas while I was there. I ran up on the motherfucker at a, at a sushi spot. This guy, man, Brandon's a fucking crazy. He's a good dude, though. But he's like, look, man, bet the Eagles big. And he breaks this whole thing down. Like, every single thing. I wish you could have heard the conversation. Dog, I swear to God, every single thing he said happened. And I'm like, he's like, Frisco's corners are horrible. Their pass rush, when they play anyone decent, they get blown out. Kansas City smoked them. They could have scored 60. This is why. Like, he's right. 49ers played no one like on off that had an offense yeah. worth of shit. And Jalen Hurts, I'm going to be honest, Zach, he can't hit fucking water if he fell out of a boat. He looked yeah. horrible. I've been saying he can't throw for a while. He looks bad. Of course, when you see him miss throws, everyone's going to come out. Well, his shoulder's not hurt. Well, fuck, dude. The whole season, the motherfucker throws the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage. Shut up. Right. I like the motherfucker's throwing dig post, dig wheel the whole game. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Who you got uh, as you get out of here? Who are you picking in this Super Bowl in two weeks? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to fall for it again. I just don't believe in Philly. I, I, I believe in their defense. I just don't believe Jalen Hurts can win a, a Super Bowl. I mean, it, and I've been saying it all year. He keeps proving me wrong. So I'll let him prove me wrong once again. But I, I got to go with Mahomes. I got to go with Kansas City. I just think they get it done. Do you think uh, Mahomes can – can because it got worse. His ankle got worse yesterday. Yeah, he's got two weeks, though. He'll be fine. They'll, they'll shoot his ass up with God knows what. Shit we've never even heard of. And I've heard of some shit. I mean, his ass is going to play. It's a fucking Super Bowl. Hey, Hurts is 16-1 and one this season as a starter, 19-2 and two in his last 21 starts, though. That's what I'm so. saying. Like, I, I get it. I just don't believe in him. <laughs> and he'll probably prove me wrong. Philly will probably win a Super Bowl, but I just don't believe in it. And Mahomes has as many or more conference championship titles than 20 of the 31 other NFL teams already. Mahomes already has that, so... Uh, I, I, I credit, I credit Andy Reed more than I do Mahomes Cause if you look yeah. at all the quarterbacks where Andy Reed's had in his career, even fucking AJ Phillies and all of them, they were great with them and shit after. Yeah, no doubt. Hey man, I appreciate you joining me dog. And, uh, you going on at nine today? Yeah. Make sure you follow Zach and uh, minister sports. Go ch check his show out today. Nine o'clock Eastern. I mean, uh, 9 o'clock Pacific, 12 noon on the East Coast. Make sure you join them on YouTube and on social media. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. Later. All right. Uh, Zach Smith, as always. Uh, I got to get to uh, I got to get to a, a few things, man. I got to get this thing going. I got to get to the Contrary to Belief segment, as we always start off this show with. Um, we got right into Zach. I had to get him right on. Contrary to belief, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. If you want to understand any issues in this world, focus on who profits from the issue, not who suffers from the problems. I don't know if you let that sink in, but that is real talk. Sometimes hoping for a battle of wits and find out you appear to be unfucking armed.
If I'm in, if I am silent, it's because there's either thunder inside of me or I'm just chilling. It depends, dog. May the odds be ever in your fucking favor to run up on me and find out which one it is. Because I don't know. I could be chilling and be cool, or I could be hot and fuck you up. I don't know. You got to figure that out. I, I just, I hope that the fucking favor's with you that day. It's Merciless Monday right here. Uh, can't wait to get dive into it. Matt will join me in the second hour. Uh, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, appreciate Braden Fajoko joining me last week. Um, and uh, we've got to talk about the Chargers, the uh, the the uh, AFC West. Um, hey, man, la- yeah, last night's game, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Dog, okay, listen. I know all the I know my Twitter's probably going crazy, and the KC fan base is probably all thinking they know football. And even to some of you in the chat that I see right now, probably think you know football. Andrew Sullivan, you're gonna admit Pat's not a gimmick now? No, I'm not, because you don't fucking know football. You have no idea about football. If there's something you don't if, if there's anything out there that you know about me, what is it? I don't apologize, and I don't fucking renege. Do you, have you ever seen me fucking renege or apologize, motherfucker? Do you think I'm going to come in now and say Patrick Mahomes is the best motherfucker ever because of one fucking lucky-ass game saved by the referees? Get the fuck out of here. You wait till tomorrow when I break the game down and I show you Burrow against Mahomes and when I show you real football, now you eat crow, motherfucker. You come and eat crow. Because you don't know what the fuck you don't know. So just stay in your lane, Andrew Sullivan. Dog, keep fucking bagging my groceries at Walmart, motherfucker. I got this. I got this shit. Just because, just because... This motherfucker won the game, and he threw for 300 yards. Dog, you know what the fuck Kelsey does for a team? Do you know that on the fourth down touchdown that he threw to Kelsey, that the right throw was the fucking hitch ball for the first down that was open for fucking seven seconds? But he doesn't recognize it and understand it. So guess what? He fucking hobbles. He throws a ball up for grabs. And Travis Kelsey saves the day. And you all think Mahomes is God. No. He missed the fucking hitch ball for the first down. That's what you don't know and don't see. I got this quarterback shit, dog. Trust me. It's okay. What I do give him credit for is he's back in the Super Bowl. Okay, we can argue about the Andy Reid thing and all that, whatever you want to believe. Okay, let's just go to Mahomes. Let's just talk about Mahomes. He's in the Super Bowl, so he's won another meaningful game. So you have to give him his kudos, which I am doing right now. He did it hurt. Again, I believe you should play if you can play. If you can get out there and do it, play. 
I don't want to hear about all these fucking nagging injuries and all this shit that you see by these bitch-ass NBA players, these bitch-ass NFL players that miss games for fucking hangnails and shit. Kudos to Patrick Mahomes for playing the game and the run that he made at the end of the game to get the first down where he got late hit out of bounds was a it factor type of play. He made the play with his feet, hurt and all. He got the first down. The, the chief put him in field goal range with the late hit. We can argue that, of course. I mean, the bangle, the bangle hit him out of bounds. We all know what the fuck play won the game. But him getting the first down, even though it was a horrible holding call, he at least made the play. So, dog, I'm never going to not give credit. I keep it real, 100, like y'all say, I'm always going to do that. He made a play at the end of the game with his feet that ultimately won the football game, hobbled and all, and... Kudos to him. Clap it up for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, fuck. He got the he got the job done. He won a meaningful game. He's one and one versus Mahomes in AFC title games. He's one and three versus him in regular games. Uh, four appearances against Burrow. He finally got his first win, but it was a meaningful one. So he got over. He got that little monkey off his back, so to speak. Right? He, he he's like, all right, Burrow, get the fuck out. I beat you now with an injured fucking ankle. And let me go one step further. I is are one of the people, along with Bart Scott and Pac-Man and a lot of people, who thought that he would struggle this year mildly without Tyreek Hill, without some of the weapons he lost. And for what he did with a roster full of stiffs, okay, I believe the run game and the innovativeness on offense by Andy Reid helped him, though. Don't get it twisted. But what he did to lead his team to another Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, without some of these guys, is commendable. No doubt about it. He's still a quarterback in the NFL who's very, very skilled. So I give him a shitload of credit for taking this team to the Super Bowl, hobbled on one leg, and he beat Burrow. And that's what it is. We can all argue about the refs. We can all argue about Burrow getting hit 28 times, sacked six times, all that shit. Hey, it is what it is, dog. He did it last year, too. He got to the Super Bowl. He lost to the Rams by the same score that they lost to the Bengals or to the Chiefs yesterday. So Burrow's two losses have been by six points in big-time meaningful football games. It makes you think, okay, Burrow's on the cusp year three. He's probably going to win a few Super Bowls. You would hope so. But if the Bengals don't shore up their O-line, dog, I can argue that the Burrow is another Dan Marino and never fucking gets back to the Super Bowl. This game is not this level in the NFL for the quarterback position is not easy. Like it's very, very far, far and few between when you can make it to a Super Bowl and then win one. I've been saying it. Mahomes got to win him another ring or more to even be considered in this high echelon of quarterbacks. He's got to beat the Eagles, get his second ring. Uh, Been there three times. This will be his third appearance. So now you got to start questioning or asking people, are the Chiefs the new Patriots of the young Tom Brady? Is this what the Chiefs are? Are they going to be in this thing every year? Um, You can make that argument. You can ask that question. Um, 
I'm sitting here asking it. I'm making the statement. They could be very well the Patriots of Tom Brady when they were young. But guess what? Mahomes has to win these games. He can't just keep going and getting to AFC title games and losing. He's got to get to Super Bowls like he did now. He's got another shot. Can he win his second Super Bowl in his third appearance? I believe it takes Mahomes to another level. I think it takes him to a different category. Um, but does that change my mind on if he's gimmicky or not? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But And I can show you why. When I get the film, we're going to break it down tomorrow on Last Chance Q. We're going to break the film down, and you are going to see why. I saw it again yesterday. Again, Andy Reid has surrounded himself with one of the most loaded rosters in football. If you don't understand it, then you just don't know football. Okay? He should have won a second Super Bowl. All right? He should have two with the roster they've had. He let Tampa Bay beat him. And... He should have two. And remember, Mahomes is 0-2 versus Tom Brady's old ass in the playoffs. One in New England, one in Tampa Bay. So you got to beat the fucking old man at some point to become the GOAT that everyone thinks you are. But, hey, I give credit to Patrick Mahomes for playing. He was hurt. He was injured. I have no issue with saying it. doesn't make me fucking cringe and, and, and fuck, oh, my God, Mahomes. Man, I want to see motherfuckers ball. That doesn't mean I don't think... Of what I think, I still think the motherfucker's gimmicky. Don't get it twisted. And I'll show you why tomorrow on film. So don't get it twisted. Uh, yeah, the Mahomes, the Mahomes, the Mahomes gimmick is winning with Andy Reid design. <laughs> you think that Mahomes is out there gimmicky with no design? Get the fuck out of here. Um, wild man Steve doesn't he don't listen so he doesn't understand I just went on a whole rant about what Mahomes just did that does not mean I'm admitting I'm wrong what the fuck am I admitting I'm wrong what am I wrong about <laughs> I just said he's still gimmicky motherfucker do you listen can you hear or are you not understanding what the difference is can you listen or hear uh, now we're gonna now all the Kansas City fans will uh Mahomes uh Burrow's gimmicky. Oh, fuck. Now here we go. Motherfucker that don't know football. You're not even members. Become members or I just start blocking your sorry asses. Make sure you get on the Discord. Slap Nation 299. Go check it out. They come in there. You can text with all of us. Uh it's a great little rant in there going on. Um, Lucy leads a charge. Uh, she talks about all the cheer moms fucking her over. So make sure you join that. Um, if you're not a member, subscribe today. Join, become a member right now. Best dollar ninety nine you can spend. So go check it out and uh, join today. If you're not a member, you spend more money at fucking Starbucks every day. Um, I'm gonna have Matt's gonna join me here in a minute. Um. We're going to talk about some things. I got a lot to discuss here this morning on this Minutes Monday. We're not even in the first hour. Appreciate everybody. Go over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some mediocrity is the new excellence t-shirts. Because all that you, all of you on the Discord that believe in this, you should all buy this t-shirt. Because you know this is the real. 
We are fucking accepting mediocrity at an all-time rate. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Um, I don't know if you pay attention to the live and the PGA. Roy McElroy, Patrick Reed, uh, get into it at the driving range. Uh, Patrick Reed was my buddy Pat Perez's uh, partner last year on the live four aces. Uh, so I've met him a few times. Uh, Patrick Reed's really, really good. He lost in a tense duel in Dubai. Uh, he shot 17 under. McElroy got him beat uh, 18 under. They get into it. Patrick Reed flicked a uh, flicked the T at his ass like fuck you and and McElroy didn't do shit. Um, McElroy's a little bitch from everything I've heard. But anyway, they got to play each other in the Dubai uh, Classic over this weekend uh, last night yesterday. Uh, they are in Florida right now, headed to Saudi Arabia. The Live Golf Tournament is uh, my boy Pat Perez and everyone's headed to Saudi for the first event of the Live. And then I'll be with Pat next week in Phoenix uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to be there on Radio Row in Phoenix. I'll be at Radio Row doing a few speaking engagements uh, during the Super Bowl. And then I'll be back here. I got to host the Super Bowl party. I got to host the Super Bowl party. So I'll be here for that. Um, man, a lot to discuss. First of all, Jalen Hurts can't throw to save his life. Very one-dimensional. But that is what the NFL quarterback has become. One-dimensional. The NFL quarterback has become one-dimensional. And whether you believe it or not, this is what the NFL has become. Very, very one-dimensional at quarterback. You either run RPO in a hang huddle system in the shotgun, throw a fucking slant off an RPO system, or... You use your feet to ad-lib, make plays, and the novice fan, like half of you are, sit there and go, ooh, ah, how great is he? When he's really not. He's really fucking not. So we don't see any great stellar quarterback play anymore. I believe Burrow's the closest thing. Mahomes is just a great ad-libber. He makes great fucking plays when he has to. He gets saved a lot. I don't give a fuck what you think. We will show you the film tomorrow. Kelsey saved him three times yesterday in alone when he had dudes wide the fuck open, but he can't understand coverage. But you're not going to get to that. And we're going to show you the balls that were dropped by both parties, Chiefs and the Bengals, and which drops were more meaningful. Then we're going to go to the Eagles game against the purdy list. 49ers and we're going to break that game down and I'm going to show you in that game how quarterback play has become so one-dimensional quarterback play is one-dimensional in the NFL it starts in college it starts in high school we're not coaching fundamentals we're not teaching read progression we're not teaching protections coverage rotations we're not teaching who's hot and who's not and you're seeing it go upwards and trickle on into the NFL Quarterback play is as one-dimensional as I've ever seen. Jalen Hurts struggles to throw the football. I've been saying it all fucking year, but what do I know? I'm sure I'm going to be lit up by the Kansas City fan base later on on Jason Whitlock's show on Fearless later on. Make sure you watch this one because I ain't backing down from shit. And you know I don't apologize. So when Whitlock tries to get me to apologize about Patrick Mahomes, you already know where I'm going. But I won't give it away. Uh, join me later on on Whitlock. Um, 49ers lose two more quarterbacks. 
Do they go after Brady? Do they go after Brady? That is what the number one thing is. Um, do they go after Brady? That is what I want to ask you guys. Do the 49ers go after Brady? Do they go after Rodgers? Are they sold that Purdy couldn't get it done? They can't win it with Jimmy G. They're basically trying out quarterbacks. They've done a horrible job in the draft. Trey Lance is a bust. They need to move on from him. Fucking Jimmy G is a stiff. He's a good winning quarterback, but he's just not the big-time guy. But I would argue he's a winner. I believe he can win on some of these other franchises with good rosters. So I think Jimmy G and Trey Lance, trading both of those guys will get you some great assets and then maybe give you a chance to get a Brady or Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. Um, should Shanahan be on the hot seat? That's the question I got to ask. Because why does Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan's son, why does he get a pass? Because he's Mike Shanahan's son. That's why. He's an NFL icon's son. He is a good old boy in the network of good old boys. He is in the system, in the circle. He is never going to get out of the circle. And he may get fired at certain places throughout his career. He's still young. But will he take the heat in a fair manner? Meaning, is he going to take the same heat as these other cats in the NFL? Because I'm hearing all this shit about... The Buffalo Bills and, 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 and Sean McDermott, he's been in the AFC title game but can't win it. He's He didn't even get back this year. Dog, Shanahan's in the same boat. Shanahan hasn't won a meaningful fucking football game either. He's choked off as an OC. He choked off as a head coach. He choked it off again. I don't care about what your excuses are. You lost again, and you're supposed to have the best roster in football. Bottom line is, you've made bad decisions getting quarterbacks, and you have to go after Brady or Aaron Rodgers if you want to get over the hump, and you got to go get you an outside wide receiver if you can keep everybody else intact. That's going to be a hard challenge. It's going to be a hard challenge. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, Yeah, and then everybody wants to talk about Shanahan and Brian Dable. I love Brian Dable. I told you guys he's going to be great for Daniel Jones. He's going to be great for the New York Giants. But, dog, he lost three times to Sirianni. Why is Sirianni not getting no fucking credit? He's in the Super Bowl again. I mean, not again, but he's back in, he's in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't understand. It's The Coach of the Year candidates should be Andy Reid and fucking Sirianni. And then the winner should be the coach of the year. That's how the fucking NFL needs to do it. And then the runner-up should have been Zach and Shanahan because they got there to the to the title games, right? Those should be the four finalists for the fucking in coach of the year. I'm tired of mediocrity being the new excellence. I don't want to fucking see you talk about MCDC in Detroit because he won nine games. You didn't fucking make the playoffs, dog. Stop accepting mediocrity as our new excellence. Brian Dable, you did a hell of a job. You won a playoff game. You got beat three times by the same man. You don't deserve to be coach of the year over that guy who beat you three times. 
By the way, he's playing for a fucking Super Bowl with a guy who can't throw a hitch. There's credit to be said and had for that. Just like there is for Andy Reid. Having to devise systems to help out Mahomes who's hobbled on a bad crutch. You had to do some things yesterday. If you did not watch the game, you had to do a few things differently so Mahomes could throw the ball and get it out quickly so he didn't have to ad-lib and escape the pocket on a bad wheel. Andy Reid and Sirianni deserve more credit than what they're getting. They're in the fucking Super Bowl. Can we start picking winners? Can we start hiring winners and firing losers? No. We fire winners. We fired a coach in California for putting up 100 points on a high school, and we kept the guy who gave up the 100. Again, we fired a coach who put up 100 points on somebody because of bad sportsmanship, because we want everybody to receive a fucking trophy, because we live in a fucking world where mediocrity is the new excellence, and we can't put up 100 points on you no more. We don't live in an era where I grew up saying, fuck you, stop me. Fuck you, stop me. We, we don't do that no more. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Bad situation. Bad situation. I, I think we're so accepting of mediocrity. We're so, we accept mediocrity at an all-time high. It's, it's unbelievable, man. It really is. It's unbelievable that we accept uh, we accept uh, mediocrity. Um, we accept it. That's what we do. Let me see. Let me go on. Uh, let me see. How do I fucking do this? Let me go on. Uh, let me, uh, dog, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, exactly right. That's how I feel. If you score 100 points on another team, you should have got a raise. But that's not how we live. We don't live in that era no more. We do not live in there. We live in a, everyone gets a trophy. Gener that's what we live in. Everyone should get a trophy. Everybody should get a trophy. A cat scores 100 points and gets fired. Like, that's what I want to teach my kids. Put your foot on their throat. Knock them out before they get going. That is what's going to take in the real world. That's what it's going to take in the real world. You think you're going to be nice guy and, and just get stomped over? You think the cat that's not going to make the sell over you, that doesn't want to commission, you think teaching them to take a knee is teaching them something for life? Hell no. Score 100 points, man. Big fish eat little fish. That is still true to this day. I'm sorry if you don't agree or understand. Big fish eat little fish. In this world, in sports, in life, big fish eat little fish. Period. So, Nick Saban at Alabama... They're the big fish. They're going to out-recruit Akron on the 23rd hour for a kid if they want. If they haven't talked to the kid at Akron ever, ever, 
And this kid's committed to Akron, and he's been committed for three years. And Nick Saban calls the kid on the 23rd hour of signing day and says, you know what? We lost the cat. We need you over here at Alabama. Sign here in an hour. Will you? Hell yeah, coach, I will. You know why? Because big fish eat little fish. That's what it is. But, Doug, you guys can't agree. You guys got to understand that. You don't understand that big fish eat little fish. And the problem is that is what we are in. We're in a fucking dog-eat-dog world, and a lot of you cats are so dependent on getting the trophy because you're enabled. You've been handed the car keys to the car. You can't even drive. Dog, you cats can't even change your oil. Your generation can't even change the oil in your car. And little less change the brakes. You know damn well none of you cats on TikTok can change brakes on your car. But you swear you can come over to me and tell me everything about the brakes. <laughs> Coach, you don't know nothing. This is how you change the brake. Well, show me. Oh, I can't. I never change the brake. <laughs> that is how ignorant you motherfuckers are. That is what this generation entails. Everybody wants a trophy. Everybody deserves a trophy. A cat scored 100 points on a team and got fired for bad sportsmanship because mediocrity is the new excellence, dog. Period. Period. That just is what it is. Man, electric car, these nuts. Electric. My car's electric. No shit. Because you don't want no real gas-powered car. You want a female car, dog. You soft, homie. That's why you drive electric cars. I don't think anyone that drives an electric car should be able to speak to me in person. I think you're too soft. I would eat you alive if you were in my vicinity and drive a fucking electric car. If you drive an electric car, don't come around me. Don't come around me, dog. I don't even want my broads driving electric cars. I want them starting up a gas car. I want them motherfuckers to start. I want to hear that shit purr. I don't want you to come near me if you drive an electric car. Hell no. Don't drive around an electric car. Stetson Bennett cannot play in the NFL. Stetson Bennett cannot play in the NFL. I am a firm believer he cannot play in the NFL. I don't know if you understand why that is. I'm going to show you why. Take a look at this video captured clip that I have of Stetson Bennett getting walked down by the police and perfectly form tackled and gets driven into the bricks and then listen to him bitch like a little girl. Oh my God, I'm Stetson Bennett. I'm 36 years old in college. Oh my God, leave me alone. Listen to him again. Are you 
Dog, that is why Baker Mayfield, I said, wouldn't play in the NFL. And that is why Stetson Bennett wouldn't play in the NFL. They can't get away from the cops. They can't get away from the cops. If Baker couldn't escape the cops, if Stetson couldn't escape the cops, you understand why they couldn't play in the NFL? This is why. Stetson Bennett was knocking at doors at 6 in the morning the other night. 6 in the morning, police at my door. Stetson Bennett's walking around town, knocking at doors, 6 in the morning before he was arrested. He wasn't arrested like that, by the way. I'm just, like, fucking with everybody. But listen, he got arrested for public intoxication, DUI, apparently. Um, Dog, if you can't make it home drunk, you're not going to play in the NFL. I'm sorry. The NFL players have to understand you have to understand nfl players don't get caught till they get to the league like henry rugs and stugs or whatever his name is and all them dudes they get caught in the league you can't get caught before the league <laughs> they are dumbasses in the league come on dog you gotta make it first stetson bennett baker mayfield we knew you were never gonna be shit you got stuck by the cops come on man Get out of here with that. Um, no, I didn't see the. I'm going back now. Let me let me let me go look in. Uh, I'm trying to look at the chat. Um, dog, I just said I know that was Baker Mayfield. God damn, you probably don't listen at all. I can't believe it. I want to go back. Bangle. This motherfucker last year. I'm late here. The fuck? Why the fuck you even caught the quarterback? Oh, my boy Matt Machesi's in the chat. Uh, Matt, what up, man? Morning. What's happening? What's up, brother? Appreciate you. How are you? Good games yesterday. Good games. Um, I, I'm supposed to eat crow because Patrick Mahomes won. Da 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 da. So I started off the show with Zach, and I said, I don't believe Matt McChesney. We've been on the show for six, eight months. We've Matt's brought up this thing several times. Matt played in the league a long time, and I'm like, I still don't believe it. I, I, I got a cup of tea. I got to see guys. I'm like, I don't know if you can throw a game. But Matt's been saying the refs have been kind of suspect. Da, da, da. I've been looking at it. And I'm going to be honest, man. For the first time in my life, after yesterday's games, I, I, I thought of Matt McChesney right out the gate. And I'm like, fuck, man. Matt has been on spot on with these refs and what the league has been doing. Um, I got a very interesting, like, cryptic text message that the NFL refs are on the take to make sure Andy Reid plays his old team. Yep. That is going to be the number one money maker. Uh, I'm like, damn, conspiracy theorists? I don't know. But that third and nine, giving them a second third and nine. when he Have comes you ever seen anything like that before in your no, life? I never have, dog. I, I got to be honest. The ref doesn't come from north of the play off that sideline to make a play call like that. He doesn't come off north of the call. I, I got to talk to the head ref of the NCAA, a buddy of mine, Craig Helser. He's like, dog, the ref, ain't, that ain't his call. He's not coming from the north part of the field to make that call. And I just – and the block on the punt return, dog, the, the, the blatant 
block in the back. I don't know how you missed that on the Chiefs. I mean, on the Bengals sideline blows my mind. And that right there sets that team back. And you know damn well that game's an overtime one. And I didn't want that game to go to overtime. Um, I don't know, Matt. I don't know what your take is. You said it before. You've, you've embedded it in me. Uh, I, I saw a lot of suspect calls by the refs yesterday. Yeah, and I, look, I don't think they're going to be able to save Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I think Philadelphia is going to eat them alive. I mean, they're just – they're too good on defense. They can rush the passer. I've seen too many Super Bowls with a great quarterback and a good offense, but the other team has a bunch of animals on the other side that can rush, and that team damn near always wins that game. Look, the refs yesterday, the Philly-San Francisco game was just out of hand. They beat down Purdy and Josh Johnson bad. They didn't have a – I mean, they knocked both their quarterbacks out. It was like the the playoff rendition of the body bag game, honestly. They just beat the shit out of San Francisco. Um, so the refs didn't really play a lot there, but this Kansas City game, it makes me like not want to watch football, bro. Like I'm kind of sick to my stomach this morning. Like it, it makes me like I knew this was gonna happen. I picked Kansas City Philly because I thought the storyline would play and it did. Um Cincinnati should be sick. I mean, the the refs blew a bunch of calls, but that that kid is just trying to make a hustle play at the end. If if everybody's going to blame the linebacker for a personal foul at that point of the game, there's about a hundred other plays that we can look at that that can be looked back on. So I'm not going to hang it all on him. But you know it it all comes back to me to the Hamlin thing. It's if Hamlin doesn't get hurt in that game and they play and Cincinnati beats Buffalo, isn't the game in Cincinnati because they beat Kansas City? Uh, no, because Kansas City had to lose that last game. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that, again, but, Matt, to your point, I brought this up yesterday. I brought it up three weeks ago. If that game would have been played, they would have beat the hell out of the Bills that game on Monday night just like they did in the playoffs. That was my true opinion, the way Cincinnati was playing. I think they would have them. That puts more pressure on Kansas City to win that final game, though, doesn't it? I agree. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, wait up. Kansas City knew that they were the one seed. They did not have to play for anything in that last game of the season What when they would have if if if, if the Bengals had won that game against Buffalo. Yeah. And, and then you have this whole playing a neutral site thing and all. It's like the Bengals got screwed out of this deal, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. And that, that they're, they're going to come back with a fury next year, bro. They're going to be real pissed off. And Hey, Matt, they got to sure up that low, that old line, though, or Burrow's going to be another well, Dan Marino, bro. I mean, they tried to sure it up, and they they did for about 10, 12 weeks this year, and then everybody started getting hurt, and we had ACL tears and Achilles and MCL tears, and there's just nothing you can do about that as the season goes on. you got to have depth. So it's – look, this game yesterday, this was a farce. It's like I, I want my money back from the sports book. Like that, I know people are going to bet on the Super Bowl because it's the last football game. But the only way that that people can actually have a voice now is to not bet. It's like everybody just back up and be like, "Fuck this game! I'm not betting on this. I'll just watch it," and that'll send a, a message to the league. This the the refs are so unequivocally terrible, and they. It's like you need to know the referee crew that's that's repping the game in order to 
to make any kind of wager on it or make any kind of prediction on it in this business. And, you know, it's the, the extra, like, I felt like I was watching Colorado, Missouri, 1990, bro. Like they got a fifth down yesterday. The fucking chiefs in the AFC title game got a fifth down. They, the, the refs just stopped the game and gave them back a third down. And then, Oh wow. Eli Apple gets a penalty and they extend the drive and get points. I mean, are you fucking kidding me right now? NFL, are you out of your mind? You want us to accept this? It's trash. The product has begun has be started to become so unwatchable at times that the like I'm starting to question why I spend my weekends watching this bullshit. To be completely honest with you, um, yesterday, was, yesterday was supposed to be a fucking showdown between two unbelievable quarterbacks, and it be, and now what are we talking about? The fucking refs. How many times, how many NFC and AFC championship weekends are we going to spend bitching about the refs? How many years fucking straight is this now? And I, you know, it's always funny, Matt. It's always the team that wins who tells the guys that talk about the refs to shut up. But if the Kansas City Chiefs had lost yesterday, you'd be talking about the refs. So shut up. Like, people don't understand. It goes both ways. We don't, me and Matt are completely neutral in this. We don't have a dog in the fight. We have players playing in these games, but we don't give a shit who wins the game. All we're talking about is call the game how it should be called. I, like, just, I, want, I want a clean game. He right? hits the guy out of bounds, Matt, late, that, and that wins the game. So be it. He hit him out of bounds. He was three it's steps out of bounds. That's a hit. That's a dumb mistake. Yeah, I'm not complaining about the refs making that call, and neither are you. We're talking about the misholding, the block in the back, the fucking fifth down, like, and a variety of other shit. So this has, look, I don't give a shit who wins. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. The Kelsey Bowl is going to be fun to watch. I'm sure that those two podcasts leading into the week is going to be incredible. I, yada, 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 yada. I wonder if they scripted this to have brothers play each other and Andy replaying his old team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they scripted it. My thing is this. At some point, it's going to take away from the players on the field. And I, I just, I don't know how much longer the NFL can ride this referees being part-time employees and out there and having this much power over a game and then to fuck it up like this consistently, it's not acceptable, bro. And I can't, I can't get behind it anymore, dude. I can't do it. Like, I'm glad we have a week off from football so I don't have to watch these fucking zebras go out there and screw this up. I mean, it, it's so bad. I can't believe that Trent Williams wasn't body slamming refs rather than players. I mean, if I was Trent Williams, I would have grabbed the ref by the scruff of his neck and slammed him on the ground. That would have been way more acceptable, in my opinion, than slamming 43 on the ground. <laughs> Hey, I, we were, we, me and my boys, we all played. We were laughing. We were playing poker and we we're laughing so hard. It's not about the slam. We already know that that kid right there is hurt for life. Like he got oh, beat God. up. He got beat up by the older kid at school, and he's like, "Dude, I can't even show my face to school no more." He will never. He'll never live that down. Like no, if you, he's, you he's want true. to see someone spike a human, get Trump. He, <laughs> he may have mental health. That's a real deal. Let's call that mental health. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. Did you notice the key part we talked about after he slammed that kid? Though we we the only part we pointed out, Matt. Why nobody jumped up at Trent? Nobody because, came after Trent. Not one eagle wanted that smoke. Because Trent will eat you. I know. <laughs> because there's nobody on the field. There's not a D lineman. There's Fletcher Cox. Fucking no one. 
There's not a batter man on the field than Trent Williams at that time. Hey, and even he, Dominic he, Sue came over there because that's his boy. They they were boys. He came over there and was like, come on, man. Like, come on, bro. like no. <laughs> yeah, like, dog, come on. I'm like, dog, nobody wants Trent. Nobody wants to talk about that. that smoke, dog. Remember after the, the Seahawk Redskin game back in the day? When Trent walked over and Sherman was like, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to pick you in your bitch-ass mouth. Yeah. Do it? And he goes, "Wow!" <laughs> Hits him right in the mouth and walks away. <laughs> yeah. So, I, look, I, I, feel, I feel kind of bad for San Francisco right now because, bro, they are literally one quarterback away from being like a three- or a four-time Super Bowl champion under Kyle Shanahan. Their entire team is so fucking loaded with talent, and they just cannot find a quarterback that can stay healthy. Hey, let I me mean, ask you though. Purdy, Purdy could be a good player. I think he could. He should be the starter next year, judging on what we've seen, and he should take them and they lead them. But I'm telling you, the 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 unlucky like elbow hit on the first drive, and then Josh Johnson getting knocked out. Garoppolo's hurt. Trey Lance's every time a quarterback goes there, he gets fucking hurt, and he's got a great offensive line in front of him, and they run the ball. I don't understand it. So. I mean, it's just bad luck, dog. It's just bad fucking luck for the Niners. Let me ask you, though, uh, talking about that. You, you they're they're going to miss their fucking window if they're not careful. But let me ask you this. McDermott's taking heat in Buffalo right now because he's won four out of five AFC East, got to the AFC title game a few times. He hasn't won the big one. He's getting heat. Why isn't Shanahan getting the same heat? Because I mean, McDermott flipped the organization, Matt, as you know, the Bills well, were Profile. Let's be real. So did Shanahan. Before Shanahan got to San Francisco, they had Rich Tom Sula and fucking Chip Kelly. So they, yeah, they, they, had, really, they had some math. They had some ra- roster spots, though. Well, yeah. So did Buffalo. Buffalo went out and got a bunch of dudes, too. They went out and got Diggs and Von Miller and so on and so forth. So it's not like they're not bringing people in. Look, I think that McDermott and Buffalo. I think Buffalo thinks that they are better than they are. And I think San Francisco is waiting for a quarterback to just be consistent to see what they are. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, think, I think San Francisco, the 12 game winning streak after they got McCaffrey and everything else that played into that. I think that's who they really are. If they can find consistent quarterback play, but they can't keep a quarterback healthy in the Bay to fucking save their lives. So hey, I got, I got, Brandon Lang, who's who they made a movie about, he's one of the best betters of all time. He, I was with him in Vegas over this past week. Um, yeah, I saw that. yeah and he, uh, he told me, like verbatim, what was going to happen in the Eagles game. And he's like, "If you don't bet a thousand dollars on the Eagles, you're an idiot. They're going to blow the Niners out." And every team the Niners have played that has an offensive structure or scheme, they've been beaten badly. And the Chiefs could have put up fifty on them. The the, the Vegas Raiders, with a backup in Stidham, put up 560 of total O, should have beat them. And he's breaking down how bad the corners are for the Niners. And if that pass rush don't get to you, then you explode, expose those corners like Kansas City and the Raiders have done. And, and if you go to the 12-game win streak, he broke that whole 12-game win streak down. The teams that they were beating were the Rams twice, the Seahawks twice, Arizona Cardinals twice. Well, that's six teams right there that we know were bad this year. And he broke down all these games, and he's like, dude, the Eagles are going to demolish them. And everything that happened in the game that he said would happen happened, and I should have bet more money. Um, I just know how games are. You know how NFL games are. Anyone can win on any given weekend. 
Uh, dude, I don't know if that Niners team has it because I don't think they have an outside threat. They demand Kittle to be doubled in the red zone because they don't have an outside threat. And they got a bunch of hybrid dudes who you know. Debo, IU, great. McCaffrey, great. We know they're phenomenal. But they're not, they can't throw the back shoulder when they need to in the red zone. They have they to run versus zone read. They have to try to get the ball to Kittle. I think they're away, a couple guys away still from being very, very elite. And you know, you're right. You're right. Quarterback play has hurt them. I think they're one guy away. I think they're one, one consistent, healthy quarterback away. If Purdy's healthy in that game and Hassan Reddick doesn't rip his arm off his body in the first, in the first drive. I think that you have a much different basketball or a much different uh, football game. So I'm not saying Philly doesn't still win, but they don't beat them 31 to seven. I mean, the, the, the only 28, seven. Yeah. They, they uh, might beat them. They might beat them 28, 17, 24 to 14 or something like that, but there's not a fucking 24 point spread here. So I look, I don't, I don't, I'm worried about Philadelphia rolling into the Super Bowl against a veteran team that's been there twice, um, being a little bit too cocky about it. Like, if you remember the Carolina Panthers in 2015, they rolled in after just crushing people in the playoffs and they had a week off and lost their mojo and Denver smacked them around with a really good pass rush. And that was that. So yesterday the, the Chiefs showed me something. They got, they got to the, they got to Burrow a whole bunch, but Burrow's offensive line is in shambles, and Philadelphia's offensive line is incredible. It's one of the best units in football. So I don't know, man. It's going to take a whole lot for me not to pick the Philadelphia Eagles big in this game. I think they're going to beat the shit out of the Chiefs. Me too. I do too. But I hope the Chiefs get absolutely barn fucking stomped. Um, like take them around behind the barn, dig a hole, shoot them, and bury them. <laughs> What is your take on this Mina Kimes take? Have you heard this Mina Kimes take? Mixed feelings nope. about it, Tony. Um, first, I'll start with the hire. Frank Reich is a very good football coach. I think he was given a raw deal in Indianapolis. He's very good at in-game decision-making. He's good at calling offense. And I think for a Carolina team that has a lot of young talent, but of course still needs an answer at the quarterback position, whether they go out and they draft one or bring in a quarterback, Reich is, I think, an excellent choice to shepherd that decision along. That said, uh, this is yet another example in the alarming history in the NFL of not giving black head coaches a real shot. As you mentioned, Steve Wilkes took over as the interim coach and did a phenomenal job bringing this Panthers team, which started one and four, to the brink of winning the NFC South, beloved in the locker room. And, uh, you know, he himself has also, again, been given short tenures in the past with Arizona. Both of these things can be true at the same time. Well, what is Reich one as a coach? Nothing. Neither so is Will. Mina Kimes is going to tell the world because she knows so much football. I forgot. I remember I used to watch Mina Kimes take a three-step drop, escape pressure, and fucking throw a, a hitch route. I well, forgot. She was, I a hell, she was a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, she was. Um, she and then she played. Then she actually played on the other side of the ball too. And uh, oh, she's, she's a concrete. She's a concrete Charlie. Yeah, she used to bend over too. Um, let me ask you something. Uh, she is a horrible. I mean, I think she's the worst. I, I, I and I listen to her. I, I throw up in my mouth. I, I throw up in my mouth every time I hear Mina Kimes talk, and I'm like, holy shit! I I remember she told John Gruden who he should re who he should draft at quarterback, and I'm like, really, Mina? 
You told John Gruden who he should who he should draft at quarterback. Moving on. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I got to ask you, what do you think about the Carolina Panthers? I thought that the head coach there did a hell of a job. I've heard the roster come out on social media and say, man, this is a travesty. We love this guy. He got Wilkes. Steve Wilkes has got us to go from point A to point B, got rid of McCaffrey and had a better season, put us in playoff uh, position in a horrible division, but they still, he did a hell of a job holding that roster together after Matt Rule failed pretty miserably, as we know he would as a college guy. He belongs in college. I think he's going to do good at Nebraska. Um, Go Buffs. What do you, what do you, yeah, I know. Uh, bitch, we're walking, locking the gates on you. All you rednecks come to Boulder. We're going to fuck you up. What, what do you think? What do you think about Wright getting that job kind of over that? Right there. Uh, I think that it's a travesty. I think Wilk should be the head coach. Um, I think that there's a big problem in the National Football League with 80% of the roster being African American and, how many African-American head coaches are there? Yeah, that's what I thought. Not, not many. Um, and it's damn sure because they can't play or they can't coach. They can fucking play and they can definitely coach and they deserve more opportunity. Um, if Frank Wright can get recycled like this, and Nathaniel Hackett got fired in 12 weeks, but he was maybe the worst coach ever. Um, like another name, instead of Steve Wilkes, hey, Denver Broncos, <clears throat> Eric Bieniemy. I mean, Eric Bieniemy has been the fucking offense coordinator in Kansas City this entire time they've been any good, and he can't even sniff a goddamn. Well, man, let's pump the brakes. I, I Ev's my boy. You yeah, know Ev's my boy too. But look, just you're telling me that there aren't a bunch of like fiery white dudes out there. Dan Campbell has a fucking job. So Eb not having a job and saying, "Oh, he's too fiery. He's too fiery for a black dude." That's that's fucking ridiculous, and that's the mo in the in the NFL against him, guaranteed. It's, oh, well, he's too fiery for a black guy. But if he was a white dude, then they'd be like, oh, he's he's pretty. He's he's just a perfect fucking touch of sugar and spice. You know what it is, though, Matt, to be honest, you know what it is. He ain't really calling plays, and that's what people know at that level. No, he calls the plays. Andy has to fucking – Andy okays them, but he calls them. No, he don't call them. EB calls the plays and Andy okays them. It's a it's a team. It's team. It's fucking teamwork. It like, is. It is team. But he don't. He ain't calling shit. I'm telling you. I'm just telling again, you. I don't I'm give a right shit. now. From what I just no. heard, East West game. This is off the subject. I don't care if he calls the plays. I don't no, want. I, my, I don't want my head coach to call plays. I want him to lead and head coach. I know. This is off the subject. It's on the subject, but off the play calling subject. At the East West game, I got to hang out with Belichick and Art, Arthur Smith. Great. Great deal. It's fun. Couldn't take pictures and shit, but they were at the East-West game. You know what they said about Bienemy? That Andy Reid needs to let him go be an OC somewhere else so that the other owners will see that he can actually call the plays without Andy Reid hovering over him, well, and that will give him a new relived vision on if they can hire him or not. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If he was away from Andy Reid. I wouldn't be surprised, and that that probably would be a good idea. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if if Kansas City wins on the twelfth, if if Andy walks and retires, and Eb becomes the head coach. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Andy Reid wants to be the Belichick of the young Brady era because right now you think about it, they've been to three to out of four. 
they can literally be the Patriots of the youth and say, okay, we're going to be in Super Bowl every fucking year. Well, their, their division's easy enough. The Broncos aren't doing anything. The Raiders are terrible and the Chargers Chargers. So it, it, it's not like, look, Kansas. I thought Kansas City would like falter this year and not win their division and be a wild card team. Yeah, right. Fuck that. They went off. So hey, I'm going to tell you right now, this is what we were talking about at the East-West. There's, every NFL scout is there. Plus, you had Belichick, a couple of the guys. Belichick's son was coaching. He was controlling the camp or the, the East-West practices. Not the not the cokehead one, the other one. Steve. So, Yeah, Steve. So let me uh, – and I'm just joking about the cokehead one, but we all know the real – so look, let me let – me, let me break You're joking, down. but you're not joking? But yeah. Let me ask you this. If the Ravens keep Lamar Jackson – Eric Bieniemy needs to go to Baltimore today and put that stamp on it. He will get a gig. Got to get there though. Harbaugh's got to want him. I don't know the relationship there, but he just got rid of Greg Roman. He went to Alabama. He went to coach rehab down there. I don't think he needs to, but he did. Um, I, look, I, I just I love EB personally. I, he was one of my guys that I watched when I was growing up. And he was one of my coaches at CU when I was there pretty much the whole time. And he's a really great man and really gives a shit. And I, I really think he could lead a team in a, in a great manner. So I hope he gets a job one of these days. But I, I don't know, man. The Look, the National Football League, for as great as it is, I God damn it, I miss the fucking late 90s, like the 90s. I, I just miss it. I miss, I miss real hitting. I miss real, like, real generational talented players, not just flashes in the pan that we think are great. I, I just, I just, I miss it, bro. I, I miss the refs butting out of games and letting physical players be physical. The thing I hate about the, the NFL the most right now is that every time someone's physical or anytime anybody plays with any kind of fire or passion, they get fucking penalized for it. And I just, it's taking all the fun out of the game, bro. And it's like watching the WWE because everyone, it's scripted as fuck. And if you don't think it's scripted, then maybe you weren't watching yesterday, but they gave Kansas City another play and then gave them a penalty so they could score. Hey, I got to ask you something. It's scripted, dog, and it's been scripted. And I, I, I played in the league. No one ever walked up to the guard or the nose tackle and said, I need you to throw a play. We, they're talking to, I'm telling you, it's coaches and quarterbacks, and that's all you need. All you need is the coach and the quarterback and one ref, and you can completely control a fucking NFL football game and throw it and have mob bosses in Atlantic City counting fucking hundreds. Let me ask you this. I got two things to ask you before I get to Kellen Moore out as the OC in Dallas. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Last night, Burrow slid – Number six, I think, a corner for the Chiefs or a safety, comes over to tap him, rolls his ankle because he's completely slowed down on the play. And I've been saying this for two years. I said the NFL rule changes have caused more injuries than they have prevented. I agree. And it was another full-on example yesterday. You're having more soft tissue issues, hamstrings, groins, stress fracture injuries because on kickoff return and kickoff we're running full speed and then stop because of the the rules you can't hit a cat on kickoff you can't hit a cat on punt and then you see all these type of slow up as the quarterback steps out of bounds i have to slow up 
and I know I can't hit you. You slide. I got to stop over the quarterback. Dog, 900 injuries this year. I mean, is the NFL this dumb where they can't realize that the rule changes have actually hurt players' careers? Well, I, I don't think that you can play half speed or, like, in deep thought and be any good. Like, I, I don't think that you can be chasing someone down towards the sideline and trying to, while you're doing it, looking at the fucking, you know, get my protractor out and judge the goddamn angle so I make sure I don't hit him, you know, and he's hit him a step late and then the season's over. So usually when you think too much or you go half speed, you get hurt. And I think we see that a lot in the NFL these days, guys. I mean, the, the guys are fucking, are, are out there confused on the rules. They don't know what they can and can't do. Each referee crew seems to seems to like put the rules in differently. If you if, if that makes sense, like one crew led by this ref will call more holding penalties judged by this, and one crew will call more pass interference or illegal contact judging by that. So again, like there needs there needs to be just a consistent group of referees that are full time employees that are held accountable, that are, they watch the film, they grade them, the best guys get to go work, the highest graded guys get to go work, the lowest graded guys get to go to ref school, learn how to do it, and then also, every fucking ref should be an ex-player. Every ref should be an ex-player. The ref that stands behind the offensive line should be an offensive lineman. The ref that stands at linebacker level should be an ex-linebacker. The ref that stands in, the two refs that stand in the back should be an X receiver and an X corner or an X safety, so on and so forth. The, the head ref should be an X quarterback. So because no fucking player wants to call a flag unless it's egregious. Nobody. And these fucking refs want to get on TV. That's why they're calling flags. So they're like, oh, look at me. Flag, look at me. Look at me over here. I called the flag. And look, it, it's I don't, I'm not mad at Joe at uh the older Bosa for freaking out on the ref in Jacksonville. Uh, I wish more guys would do it like that. Tell the ref that they're full of shit. Find me. Fuck you. I don't care. I mean, it needs to be said. They're they are compromising the integrity of the game, and it's it's making it unfucking watchable, bro. And it's it, it it trickles down to college. That's the worst part. So it it's it's just a bad look, bro. And the NFL needs to figure this shit out. Hand to God, right here. I guarantee fucking to you in the Super Bowl. There will be a monumental call by the refs that swings the game one side or the other. Guaranteed. fucking teed. I, I don't I don't disagree. Um, let me ask you this. What's your take? Uh, Kellen Moore goes to, from interviewing for head coaching jobs to being fired as the OC yesterday. Um, I, I think it's the best thing Dallas could have done for one for one simple reason. He refuses to challenge Dak Prescott. He refuses to get in his ass. He refuses to talk to him off the sideline. Why did you throw into fucking triple coverage again? I haven't ever even heard the cat address Dak Prescott as the OC, and he's just too soft. He looks like limp dick salad over there. I'm going to be honest. He looks soft, and I think they need a guy that can control the narrative. I don't think that there are coaches like that anymore. I don't think that there are. I think the NFL is full of a bunch of yes men with the exception of some guys who are so established that they can do that. But the players have so much power now. It's you, know, you don't get to talk to me like that. I'm like, well, the only way to get you to be accountable is to talk to you like that. 
So Man, fuck player empowerment. Fuck player empowerment. I don't have a problem with player empowerment. I have a problem with softness. I have a problem with not being That's able it. to tell each other the truth. I have a problem with not being able to coach. And look, it, it goes full circle. I was up at CU's junior day, the elite junior day this weekend. I took my boy up, Nicholas, and we enjoyed the day with a bunch of my guys up there. Number one tackle in the country, number one defensive end in the country, number one linebacker, like just ballers up there. And the first thing that, that Coach Prime said when he walked out was, you know, the cool guy doesn't get go anywhere. The worker goes somewhere. The guy that will humble himself and take coaching is going to get somewhere, not the fucking cool guy who's out here acting like he's got it all figured out. And I feel like this generation of player, and not all of them, but a lot of them in the last 10, 12 years have figured out that social media for some reason makes them feel special. And then they take that special feeling into the rest of the world. And it's just not real. So there's so many players on the field yesterday that I watched in the AFC and NFC title games, loaf, terrible technique, uh, awful tackling, awful setting on your on your your offensive line sets, not understanding who you're playing against or what they're about to do, uh, just blatant fuck ups and special teams, just bad football all over the field. And these are the best four teams. So I think that you know the kid for the Chiefs that got hurt. That was the worst tackle. Like, what are we teaching? Who, the, the safety for the Chiefs that got banged up? That went out with a head injury or whatever? Sneed? Yeah. Right at the beginning of the game? Yeah. That oh, was, dude, it, was almost a, it was almost hard to watch because you're like, he's going to break his fucking neck. Well, and, and look, he's just trying to make a tackle. But if you notice, he's going low and dipping his head and trying to, like, wrap, right? He's trying to rugby wrap. So he and, don't get a targeting call. He doesn't get a targeting call. So his neck is late, least important than targeting. But – Again, targeting is a two is isn't a two way street. Guards and and outside linebackers leave with our heads constantly. Running backs lower the crown of their helmet all the fucking time. It's only about defenders. Defenders are the only ones that can't fucking hit anybody with their helmet. So, look, man, it's the same thing we bitch about a lot. But I feel like the NFL for it, it's so popular. It's never going to go anywhere. It's just going to get bigger. But I wish that they would just look at themselves in the mirror and go, look. We may have a lot of fair weather fans that just like it the way they like wrestling. Like it's just something to watch for three hours, right? And paint their face and yell at the TV before they go, you know, jerk off or bang their fat wife or whatever. Okay. I look at it and as the purity of the game throughout the last 30 years have just has just been eroding. And the the true fans and the true players and the alums. They're going to look at it and go, man, this doesn't look anything like what I used to do. And that's where I'm sitting right now. And, you know, it just it's it's too bad. And all you guys out there with chunky wives, that's cool. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry to shoot you down there. That's cool. Do your thing. Hey, you got to get out of here. I know before you leave, as you leave, why is the Sean Payton decision taking longer than everyone thought? A, first question to you and B. Uh, at the NFL, at the East West the other day, I heard a very interesting take from a few big NFL execs that were there. Uh, the guy that ran the East West actually happened to be a fan of mine, and I got to meet him and to hang out. Pretty good dude. He, uh, I'm hearing Harbaugh to Denver. Yeah, I'm hearing Harbaugh to Denver again, too. Um, I think the Sean Payton kind of overextended himself and asked, it for, all, asked for all this draft capital and $25 million a year, like, 
pump your fucking brakes, dog. You ain't that good. Um, you ain't Belichick yet, right? I mean, come on. You want a Super Bowl. This is the thing with, with Peyton. I think Peyton's a cautionary tale of wasted opportunity, not a tale of of opportunity, you know, like bested. You, you feel me? Like, he went out there with Drew Brees. They beat Peyton Manning once. If 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 Hank Baskin could hold on to the fucking ball, it wouldn't have been a win. Um, but then he also lost to Case Kism and fucking like Jared Goff and the or Nick Nick Foles and Jared Goff in the NFC title games and in games where New Orleans should have been in the Super Bowl. Um, and he couldn't get over the hump. So I don't know if you necessarily want that in Denver, if especially if you're giving up all your draft capital. And, you know, and you've got to pay him $25 million a year. That's not going to work. And, yeah, I think Harbaugh is, is sexy, and, and they've gone to see him twice now. But he turned him down again. So we'll see if he's going to be the coach. The Broncos, look, I'm about to go to Altitude 92.5 here in Denver. If you want to listen to the show, it's on from 10 to noon. And we're going to talk about this all morning. But I don't really think it matters who the Bronco coach is. It's going to be a lame duck head coach for a lame duck GM. Russell Wilson is washed. He can't play anymore. I mean, he he's going to – if you thought this year was bad, next year will be monumentally worse because now they don't have any – like I feel like their defense is going to get worse. Now they're relying on Grandy Gregory rather than, you know, just bringing him in to be a piece around Chubb and some of these other guys. Chubb's gone. So they've got good defensive players. I think they'll be good on defense again, but they won't be as good as they were last year. And they've wasted so many opportunities to be a, a quality team with a great defense. So whoever the new coach is, like, you have to understand that you're probably only here for a year also. And then when they fire the GM and they get rid of Russell Wilson, they'll look at you and go, well, you were here too, so we might as well fire your ass as well. And then they'll be doing this fucking thing next year for the third year in a row, just like the Houston Texans. So... The Broncos, I miss I miss Mr. Boland so much. I don't even know what to do with myself. And, uh, you know, they went from one of the most stable franchises in the world for years because of Mr. Pat Boland and his greatness uh, to now just being a fucking clown show since he, you know, was sick and then and moved on. And they've had to sell the team to the Penner Group. So these guys have a ton of money. The Walmart people have tons of bread, but. And they, they either need to go out and, and just identify somebody and hire them and roll, or, you know, they need to back up and understand that they're not hiring a fucking manager for Walmart right now. Hey, does your, as you're leaving, does your boy uh, Hackett get Aaron Rodgers to go to New, New York? I don't know. As a Jet alum, and I love my Jets, it's like my curse. I had to play for the Jets, and now I need to root for them for the rest of my life. Um if they get Aaron Rodgers to go to New York, I think the Jets easily could win the East. I, their defense is fucking real, bro. They are really good. Uh, they can run the ball. I like Bryson Hall. I think they got a real shot. I think their offensive line's getting better. Beckham will be back next year. They got good wideouts. Now, that said, getting Aaron Rodgers to go there is a completely different thing. So, I, I yes, obviously, I would love that. That would be incredible. But the Broncos just tried to do this. They tried to get Hackett for Rodgers. It didn't work. Uh, Hackett's a good offensive coordinator. But again, in Green Bay, he wasn't playing the call, calling the play as LaFleur was. So I, I don't know. We'll see. If they get Aaron Rodgers, watch out for the Jets. But if they don't, then you've got the, the Manhattan MILF hunter, who's the most inept fucking quarterback I've ever seen, and fucking buddy Hackett running the offense. So they, they'll score a whole like seven and a half points a game. It'll be awesome. 
Yep. Hey, I, I think Aaron Rodgers comes west. I think he ends his career at home. I think he's a Niner or a Raider. That's if he goes to the fucking Niners, it's over, too. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you hope. He can't beat, you know, He can't, at least he can't lose to the Niners again. He can't lose to them. Go join them. Fuck it. Hey, make sure you follow Matt. Make sure you go watch him on Altitude uh, every day in Denver. Peace. Appreciate you, dog. I'll see you later, yeah, on. See you tomorrow. Later. Peace. Uh, Matt McChesney. Um, I got I to gotta break this LeBron James and everyone down. I want you to take a listen to this fucking shit. Every fucking crybaby-ass fucking excuse as to why you are shitty. Every fucking fouls contested. Every fouls bitched about. And you put this motherfucker on the pedestal to be the greatest ever? Motherfucker, make the layup, homie. Make the fucking layup. Look at the shitbirds you just saw in that video. A bunch of bitch-made cats who are a fucking horrible nucleus. All they want to do is fucking bitch. The NBA is unbelievable. I can't watch it. It's unbearable. It's worse than the NFL, and that's saying something. Dog, if I got to watch Beverly fucking play, who has no skill set at all. He's just a fucking shitbird. And if I got to watch bitch-ass LeBron cry over a foul like this shit. It's now overtime. Look at him. Look, look at him. Look up at the camera. Make sure the camera's on him. Look at how he looks at the camera to make sure the camera's on him. Watch his eyes, dog. Right here. <laughs> You motherfuckers like this dude. It blows my mind. That motherfucker wants to be a part. He wants all eyes on that motherfucker. Like, do you see Kobe doing that shit? Do you see Jordan doing that shit? Come on, man. Do you see guys doing that shit? Get the fuck out of here, man. You motherfuckers are so soft. I'm a Laker guy, dog. That shit is so fucking soft, man. I don't know if you've heard about this shit. Uh, yeah, exactly, Coach Davis. Fucking Ricky! Ricky! Motherfucker got shot in the alley and fucking on Crenshaw. L- let, me, let me break this down real quick. I got I to gotta show you this. A female was on a plane, got broken up by her boyfriend, got broken up with by her boyfriend, and this bitch sounds like LeBron. Take a listen. Oh, man. I would have choke fucked her right on the plane. Like, dog, this is what's happening in your households, people. Your household parents are allowing these type of people to go into public and cannot handle themselves like a grown-up. We have more fucking bitch-made cats out here in society than we've ever had in our fucking life. And I love to hear the generation of these fucks who come and say, 
this is the start being the guy on the front lawn crying, yelling, and cussing. Shut the fuck up. No, motherfucker. I'm going to be the guy on the front lawn who's telling your dumbass little kid, bitch-ass, motherfucking ass to respect some elders. Shut the fuck up. Go earn your keeping money and shut the fuck up. I'm going to do that. That's who I'm going to say, motherfucker. Like, that's the shit I'm saying. Man, get off my lawn. Shut the fuck up. Get off my nuts. Oh, fucking bitch-ass motherfucker. Um, I got to be honest. This is the... Uh, like, I got to ask this. This is not funny, but it is funny. This video I'm about to show you is pretty funny. But tell me, dog, before all the people come out of the woodwork... Please focus on one thing. I want you to focus on one thing when I show you this video. How many motherfuckers are exiting the vehicle that got hit? And it's, it, I'm looking and I'm trying to count, dog. It seems like there's 30 motherfuckers in this car that's not very big. Peep this out. Motherfucker got hit by lightning. Wow! <laughs> that car is a little car. Watch how many motherfuckers get out of this car. One pushes the trash can. Two, three on the other side. You haven't seen. Look at where these motherfuckers are coming from. How many motherfuckers are in this car, dog? Five, six. Now these are new guys coming up, but six motherfuckers. Where's everybody coming from right now? Why is this such a big fucking deal? Where did everybody come from, homie? Uh, what the fuck am I looking at? How many people came out of nowhere? Is that a weird-ass fucking video? I gotta be honest. Is that not the weirdest shit? Like, dog, there's nobody on the street when the lightning hit the car. Look at that. Empty street. Empty-ass street. Wow. That motherfucker got hit. And then, okay, and I'm going to sit in Still empty, still empty, still empty. Okay, now where are all these motherfuckers? Look at all these motherfuckers coming out of nowhere. Look at the people coming out of nowhere. Like, homie. Hey, Josh, I was going to say it too, dog, because I was with some of my Mexican homies yesterday, and we saw that video. And I was clowning their ass like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna say it here, but I'm like, he was like, dog, you know we can fit 32 cats in a two-door fucking Volvo. And I was like, homie, there was 12 cats that came out of that car, homie. How many motherfuckers got hit? But <laughs> how many cats got hit with lightning in that car right there? Uh dog, I thought that shit was fucking unbelievably comical. Um Aaron Rodgers, where does he go? I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I really don't. Um, it's going to be comical. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know where he goes. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I think he ends up in Frisco now after the Purdy debacle and he gets hurt and Shanahan can't win a game without a big-time quarterback, it seems. So we'll see. What does Lamar Jackson do? Where is Tom Brady going? Uh, does Justin Fields get traded? All that um, is so much to discuss. I don't know if we can talk about it all, but we're going to get to it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
We'll see. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 16 and one this season as a starter, 19 and two in the last 21 starts, including the playoffs. You got to say he's a winner. I mean, I don't care. He can't throw. I've been saying that for a long time. I'm sure I'll be asked that on Whitlock later on. He can't really throw. Um, but I got to be honest, having said that, he's winner. Now, like, I think mediocrity is the new excellence. Like I said, I have the T-shirt on CoachJBStore.com. Go check it out. I do believe mediocrity is the new excellence, okay? Having said that, though, having said that, um, people are hyping up these teams like the Eagles and the 49ers and the Chiefs and the Bengals and these so on teams. They're hyping these teams up like we've never seen anything like them before. Again, mediocrity is the new excellence. And I just can't get over the fact that this Eagle team, although it's a good one, I, I, I think it's a good one, but I don't think they're this fucking juggernaut. I just don't. I think football is so watered down and so mediocre that we think the Eagles and the Chiefs are teams that we've never seen before. Like, calm the fuck down. I mean, could you imagine the Cowboys teams from the 90s playing these teams right here? Or 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 the um or 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 anybody, like any of these teams that we've seen throughout history, like can you imagine them playing these teams? Like, come on, dog. It's like, fuck. Um, I don't know. It's unbelievable. I don't know. Um, Chiefs AFC, AFC championship game record um, from 18 to 22 is 3-2. and two. The Chiefs AFC championship game record from 1970 to 2017 is 0-1. Clearly, you have to weigh in the roster talent. I mean, come on, dog. We're talking Lynn Dawson versus Patrick Mahomes. You have to weigh the rule changes and protecting the Patrick Mahomes of the world, protecting this new generation of bitch-made cats, I like to call them. Back in Lynn Dawson's day, come on now. Lynn Dawson was going head first and getting fucking helicoptered out of bounds. And that was a football play. There was no late hit out of bounds. All this bullshit. The rock that, that record very, very is, uh, the record is a little different when the, the record's a little different. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think you can really weigh in. I think Andy Reed did a great job in Philly and you could argue Andy Reed's record in Philly from the time he was there, predating back to Dick Vermeil and Ron Jaworski, I bet you Andy Reid's record is tremendously better in Philly as well. So the Chiefs' home playoff record, 18 to 22, is 10 and 2. Uh, Chiefs' home playoff record from 70 to 2017 is 2 and 9. Again, I, I attest that to roster. I attest it to rules. I attest it to flat out. NFL being super mediocre, and we think that is the new excellence. Uh, Mahomes joins Tom Brady as the only two NFL quarterbacks to start in three Super Bowls before their 28th birthday. 
Mahomes officially is the youngest quarterback in NFL history to start three Super Bowls. Um, so, you know, we want to compare these two as the GOAT. If you want to start talking about Mahomes being the GOAT, first of all, you know how I feel. But number one, seasons, uh, 18 to 22, Mahomes is 10 and 3. Brady from 01 to 05 was 10 and 1. Conference title games, Mahomes has been to five. Brady was in three. Super Bowl appearances, both have been in three. Super Bowl wins, Tom Brady has three. Mahomes has one in the same amount of games. So you got to start getting Super Bowl victories, Patrick Mahomes, if you're going to start being considered as one of the greats. Um, and Andy Reid now has 21 career playoff wins. He's only behind Bill Belichick in NFL history. He passed Tom Landry last night. He passed Tom Landry last night. So kudos to him. I believe Andy Reid's a hell of a football coach. I think he's a great coach. I think he's lacked some key areas on rosters when he was in Philly, when he was in uh, certain places. But I think he's shown that with the right talent, he can do as well as anyone. So, um Kudos to Andy Reid, California native, by the way. I love to see him do well. I love Andy Reid. I'm an Andy Reid guy. Uh, Sean Salisbury, we'll talk about him tomorrow on Last Chance Q. Sean Salisbury loves Andy Reid as well. Um, so it is what it is. But uh, they always want to compare everybody to the GOAT. They want to compare them to this, the, this, the, the, the bar setter. And the bottom line is, I don't know if you'll ever get from being under Brady when you've lost to him twice in the playoffs at 44 and 45 years old. You lost to Tom Brady at 44 and 45 years old. That's probably going to be the only two opportunities you had to beat the GOAT, and you lost miserably twice to a 44 and 45-year-old at the time. I don't know how you're going to <coughs> surpass him in the GOAT conversation unless you win eight Super Bowls. And I would bet my house you're not going to win eight Super Bowls. Andy Reid ain't going to be around that long, even if you won the next seven. If you won the next fucking seven, I don't think Andy Reid's going to be coaching that long. And I don't know. Uh, Ish G, appreciate you. I do believe he's improved. I said he's improved as a as overall mechanics. I believe Jalen Hurts' overall mechanics has improved. His throwing is still what I consider a throwing quarterback. He's not a passing quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not a passer. He's a thrower. And until you become a passer, even though you have increased technique, even though your platform has been much improved, your football quarterback mechanics have been much improved, you still can't make the throws because you're not a passer yet. He still has a little bit of an elongated delivery. I hate. I don't like to see the ball back here. When the ball gets back here, it's hard to turn this way and get it back to the line of scrimmage. Therefore, if you're not a quarterback person and you never watch film and understand it in totality, then you'll never understand. And you're only going to be able to do is hate on me. The truth of the matter is the ball should be here and it should be thrown from here. He has this in him. He has this cock back 
And when he does this cock back, the ball now is back here and it has to be turned, right? I don't know if you know this, but this part of the ball needs to be thrown that way. I don't know if you're geniuses or not, but the last time I checked, that point of the ball has to be thrown that way. So listen up, novice fans. When you take that point of the ball and you turn it like this, facing the other way, guess what he has to do? It has to get back this way, doesn't it, to throw the football? But I know you know so much more than me. But Jalen Hurts does this. And he's away from his body. He's he's very susceptible. So when this ball is out here like this, and you have to come back to throw it, you lose a lot of accuracy in between that movement of that to that. Because now, instead of being compact and tight with the football in your chest right here, keep the ball here. And if I were to sock the wall, like if I'm fighting you and I'm going to fight you in an alley, are you going to do this to punch me so you could get hit fucking seven times? Or are you doing this? Quick, now, sock the wall, get it out. We don't teach that no more because quarterback coaches are absolute dog shit now in the profession and they're robbing these kids of money. They don't teach that shit. They're teaching anything goes shit. And when Jalen Hurts gets the ball and he goes back here, he now has become susceptible to everything the gods throw at you. The wind, the fucking change of direction of air, rain, snow, bodies coming around you, hitting the arm from behind. The direction of the receivers changing now that you've done this instead of doing this. So now the motion has become longer, even though it's a split second, even though this is a split second difference than this, it matters in the NFL. It matters. And when you fucking lose the ball from your chest to get it outside your body, like Jalen Hurts does, which is this, he is becoming a thrower instead of a passer. See, a passer, if you watch Rodgers and Brady and all these great passers, Burrow, if you watch Burrow, Burrow's sitting here and he's like, bow. Brady's like, bow. Rodgers is like three-quarter release, bow. Mahomes gets a little elongated at times too, but he has such an arm he can make up for it. Jalen Hurts doesn't have Mahomes' arm strength. Josh Allen does a very similar too. He's a little longer but he has, he's 6'5 with a cannon. He can afford to do it. Jalen Hurts is shorter. And so when Jalen Hurts is six foot, six one, whatever he is, when the ball gets back here, when the ball gets back here and you're six foot, guess where your launch point is? Here. Guess what that does? Balls go what? High. Because you're a shorter guy who gets the ball away from your platform. And when you now release it, you're launching it upwards. The ball shouldn't be coming upwards when it leaves your hand. If you notice, Jalen Hurts' balls sell high on him. He threw three out of bounds yesterday because of this. If you watch Jalen Hurts. But what do I know? 
Anyway, this wasn't a quarterback one-on-one show. I just wanted to give you a little bit of insight uh, because I know most of you know more than me. Um, but anyway, it's it's a thrower mentality, not a passing technique. That is what you see with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes at times, um, Josh Allen at times. <sighs> A lot of these quarterbacks, dog, are being coached up in a very bad way. They will not correct them because they're such great athletes and they do so many good things ad-libbing. People think they're the greatest thing since like spread. But really, you're not. You're not. As a shorter quarterback, when you don't get the ball to sell, you have to get forward lean First of all, it starts with your lead shoulder, okay? Since we're coaching QBs today, since we're coaching QBs today, when you're a shorter quarterback, you have to have your lead shoulder. This is your lead shoulder. I call it a lean shoulder. So it's my lead and my lean. Why? Because I want to put my face mask on my lean shoulder. So when I throw on my face mask, I could put my face mask on my lean shoulder and it gets this out of the way. So now I can see. So see, what happens is when you have a lead shoulder high, it takes my eyes and it eliminates me from turning through my left side. I can't see anything over here if my lead shoulder is high. If my lead shoulder is low, I can now see. Look at this. Look at this. Compared to this, I get stuck with a helmet and a face mask. It's going to get stuck on my shoulder pad. When I do this, now I can do this. Number one. Number two, when our lean shoulder is high, the football is going to come out high. When the lead shoulder is low, I'm going to turn into a boxer, and now I can punch you and get rid of all this, and I can sock the wall fast, quick, quickly, and efficiently. When this shoulder's high, the ball's going to come out high. When the shoulder's low, now I can drive and punch through it with a few mechanical things with our feet. I can get through and punch through the ball and get the ball to go where I want it. When our shoulder's high, though, you're going to lose a lot of trajectory. You're going to lose a lot of platform. You become a thrower. What do you see when you go out there right now? If any of you go out there right now and throw with your son or throw with your boys or whatever, what do you guys do? You all want to throw the ball far. You all want to throw the ball hard, right? Well, what do you do? What do you do about that? You go like this with your boys, right? Ah! Well, your shoulder's high, right? Your lead shoulder's high because you don't know any technique and you're just trying to throw it hard. That's all you know. You're not trying to be accurate. So your lead shoulder goes up, you cock it way back here and try to throw it up. Period. That's all you do. That is what you don't understand. So if you don't know that, then that's what it is. But uh, I'll give you a little, little bit right there. Um, Gary Stevens said, JB, you lied about every setting records in college and cap basically everything else. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I don't know when I lied. You can go look uh, my college stats. You must have been the guy on Twitter trying to show Two snow games. <laughs> God damn, you're a thirsty dick rider, Stevens. Hey, Gary Stevens, are you that thirsty of a dick rider? 
that you found stats of me when I played at Fort Hay State and posted my worst game in a snow game that we ran the football 46 times in? Is that the game you found of me? Holy shit, are you that thirsty? You come on my show? You can literally go find the stats, dumb fuck. You do know I played two seasons compared to four seasons, right? You do know I was at a JUCO where I was third in the state of California all time at the time. And you do understand I played Division II football at Fort Hayes for two years, not four years. You do know this, right? So in a two-year span, I broke the Fort Hayes passing records. Yes, I did, and touchdowns. But that is what you don't listen to. You hear a trigger word, and this motherfucker thinks I'm supposed to have a five years in two. This motherfucker, Gary Stevens, is a epitome of a dick rider who must, I don't know, dog, did I fuck your mama or your girl? Because for you to go find stats on me is impressive, Gary Stevens. I commend you for being the number one dick rider of the year. 2023 Dick Rider Award goes to Gary Stevens. Appreciate the effort by Gary Stevens. Uh, I, I, Steve Mack, I just said that. I do appreciate the effort. This motherfucker posted a thing on Twitter. You know it's him. I know it's him because he's a dick rat. He posted a stat last night. I was like six for fucking 14 or something, 61 yards. It was a snow game, and the mother we, we ran the football, and we lost by like six. And uh, this motherfucker posted that game. Like, I controlled how many throws I could get off in a snow game in fucking college. Holy fuck. Some of these motherfuckers are unbelievable. Um, oh, yeah. He's he's a fanboy. He's a fanboy. He might be a girl, though. I don't know. He could be a girl. Um, so I don't know. But I bet you, uh, Gary Stevens, you should call in. You should call in because I know you're real. I'm going to let you call in. Can you call in? You want to call in? I, I bet you dollars to dimes you won't call in. <laughs> Dog, we have a lot. Steve Matt, we have allowed the softest, most pussy motherfuckers to walk the earth. I'm just telling you, dog. I'm convinced. We have allowed the most pussy walk motherfuckers to walk the earth. Blows my mind. Um... If you're not a member, become one today. Become a part of the Discord Slap Nation if you're not one. Man, we had like 850 people in here at one time today. Uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, clap it up. Um, hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, the show's growing little by little. Uh, appreciate you. I still haven't got my Instagram back. They deleted my Instagram. Looks like they deleted it again. Uh, I'm not... I'm not doing another Instagram, dog. It is what it is. I'll lose some money here and there from doing it, but you know what? I ain't doing it, dog. I ain't going to do it. These motherfuckers allow you to, uh, they allow, they won't allow me to talk and do nothing. Like, it's unbelievable. You can report me and I got to, I got to regain all these followers over again just for you bitch ass cats to report me and Instagram delete you. Fuck that. I ain't going through that heartache again. I'll smoke a stick, sip some yak, chill. And you all can have Instagram. I'm just going to use the Coach JB Show Instagram. So make sure you follow Coach JB Show Instagram. Everything is is on there from the show. Um, you know, you don't get my uh, candid 
uh, talk. Uh, you don't get my uncut version of me because Instagram won't allow it anyway. So it is what it is. Um, I ain't fucking with it. I ain't going to do it. Coach Hadaway at Shafee, is he a good coach? Uh, I don't know. I know Coach Hadaway really well. I coached with him for th- two, two and a half years. Um, he's a good defensive coach. You know what I mean? And he's won as a head coach. Um, he's won in that division. Um, but he is a good defensive guy. He knows football. Um, we don't agree on the same things philosophy-wise when it comes to recruiting and player management, but each his own, man. He does a, he's done a good job um, on uh, certain things. He's also done a few people I know wrong. So I'm not going to comment on all that, but I do know Hadaway uh, well. I've uh, shared a lot of beers and drinks together. Um, but having said that, you know, we're different as far as philosophical ideologies and outlooks on certain things. So I'll leave it at that. But he can coach, no doubt. Uh, head coaching-wise, he's had a few good years. He's had a few bad years. That's what it is. That's what happens when you have to be the head coach. So a lot of people don't know how to take that on. So um, it is what it is. Um Mina Kimes is fucking awful. Don't talk to me about Mina Kimes. Shut the fuck up. You know why she knows more than some of the men? Because the, that's how bad the men on ESPN and these platforms are. <laughs> so, come on, Eddie Manyweather. Are we back to this again? You already owe me about the Cowboys. Are you going to owe me for the Lakers too? Are we going to make a Laker bet now? Homie, I'm a Laker fan as anybody, but I'm a realist, Eddie. Come on, man. Are you going to start getting real with yourself? Get real with your motherfucking self. Come on. God damn. Get real with yourself. The Lakers are fucking horrible. Have you seen this? Have you seen this, Eddie? Do you like this bitch-made shit? You, this tells me a lot about you, Eddie. You like this bitch-made cat? You like all these bitch-ass cats? You like all these fucking bitch-made cats? Come on, Eddie. You like all these crybaby-ass motherfuckers? You like these fucking bitch-ass crybaby motherfuckers? Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. You like this pussy-ass shit right there? Come on, man. Come on, Eddie. I bring facts. You just talk. There's a difference. Now, you're 0-1 versus me in the bets. You want to go 0-2? Go ahead. Let's bet. Let's bet Lakers. You want to bet Lakers? A cold day has came over me in my life when LeBron James became a Laker. I never wanted this bitch-ass, sorry motherfucker, overhyped, most overrated player in NBA history to ever wear a Laker jersey because he's 
fucked up the image for me. And I miss seeing Kobe. I miss seeing Magic. I miss seeing Worthy, Kareem, Michael Cooper, AC Green, Byron Scott. I miss seeing even Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol. I miss seeing fucking Van Exel and Cedric Savalos. I miss seeing motherfucking Ron Artest. I miss seeing those motherfuckers over these weak, soft, pussy motherfuckers the Lakers have right now. LeBron's the most overhyped motherfucker I've ever seen, and I just don't understand the motherfucking hype on how he surpassed Kobe. When did he do it? He, he trails him in championships. He ain't nowhere near the shooter, the closer. He ain't nowhere near the defender. He ain't nowhere near having the nuts and fucking guts. When did he surpass him? Because he's going to be the all-time leading scorer. Let me break something down. If fucking if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar goes to the NBA right out of high school and plays four more seasons of NBA, you realize that fucking scoring title is never happening, right? You do understand LeBron's not even coming fucking close to Kareem, right? I just want to be clear. In an era where you could not play zone defense, okay? Just let's be clear here. Let's be clear. In an era where he doesn't play zone, by the way, Kareem scored all those points without shooting a three. <laughs> you motherfuckers don't want to talk facts, though, dog. You don't want to talk facts, dog. Kareem didn't play, make no three-pointers, by the way, just so we're clear. But you all want to think you know so much basketball. Motherfuckers, please. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get the fuck out of here. You guys miss me with the bullshit. Um, that motherfucker's so goddamn hype, overhyped, dog. How is Bron the GOAT? What is he going to do? Is he going to surpass Kobe in championships? No. Is he going to surpass Jordan in championships? No. So when is he, where is he the GOAT at? I'm confused as to what LeBron is the GOAT at. At, at. at flopping? Is he the GOAT at flopping? Is he the GOAT at being a fucking flopper all-time extraordinaire? Is he the GOAT at not taking last-second shots because he says, I'm going to pass it to the guy to make it? No. You're the GOAT at being a coward. You're the GOAT at leading the coward parade. You don't have the nuts and guts or it factor to take a game-winning shot in crunch time. You'd rather pass it off so the onus is off you. Are you the GOAT for that? Get the fuck out of here, man. That motherfucker's so goddamn pussy. He don't want to take no meaningful shot in a crunch time of a game. The only reason he has a title in Cleveland is because fucking Kyrie hit a shot. And Draymond Green got hurt. You know, damn well, that's a sweep. Golden State sweeps that motherfucker without Draymond Green and without Kyrie hitting a shot. LeBron didn't hit the shot. I haven't seen LeBron hit nothing but a fucking bank shot versus Orlando like his fourth year in the league off of straightaway off glass. That's how bad of a shooter he is. By the way, he's 30% shooter from three. So what is he number one at? Because, I mean, he's a horrible shooter. LeBron's a fucking awful shooter. He's unbelievably bad. I cannot, I, I watched one game this year. 
It was two nights ago when they choked off a lead against Boston once again. And I just watch him shoot and I I get I I, I cringe, dog. I cringe. When I used to watch Kobe, like Kobe was pure, like beauty shooting the football. He was fucking beauty. You knew you were about to hear swish because that motherfucker was hitting all net all the time, more often than not. LeBron is the worst fucking shooter. He looks horrible shooting. He looks so fucking stiff. Stiff as any porn dick I've ever seen. I don't know about y'all, but a motherfucker stiff as a porn dick. He is an athlete playing basketball, just like how Lamar Jackson is an athlete playing quarterback. Lamar Jackson's not a quarterback playing basketball or football. He's an athlete playing quarterback. LeBron is an athlete playing guard. He's not a guard playing basketball. He's an athlete playing guard. Don't get it twisted. LeBron is a phenomenal freaking nature athlete. He ain't no fucking top 10 nothing as far as NBA skill set. He ain't as skilled as Magic, Bird, KD, Kyrie, fucking nowhere near Kobe and Jordan. I don't even want to get into that conversation. He ain't nowhere near as skilled as Isaiah Thomas, fucking I mean, there's so many, Bernard King, I can go on and on and on about skill set. Shaquille O'Neal, same way. Shaquille O'Neal was horribly skilled. He was just the most dominant fucking creature we've ever seen. You don't know how to define the two. You don't know how to separate a difference between a freak of nature and a good player. Shaq was a horrible player. He was the most dominant player ever because of who he was. He could jump out the gym. He was fucking 350 pounds with no fat. He could run. He was athletic as shit for a seven-foot fucking dude, 350 pounds. And he had no left hand. He had no jump shot. He had no fucking interior game. He couldn't shoot a free throw. And LeBron is very, very similar. LeBron is very similar. LeBron is very similar. Can't shoot free throws. He has no real game around the basket. He has a fallaway jumper. He closes his eyes, hopes he makes the motherfucker. He can't shoot threes. He can't defend all game like Kobe and Jordan did. He can't fucking make free throws down the stretch. He won't take a game-winning shot. He passes everything late because he don't want to take the shot because he knows he'll miss that motherfucker. And y'all think he's the GOAT? Get the fuck out of here. I know they're facts. Because I only spit facts. And motherfuckers think I don't know basketball. Please, motherfucker, please. You can holler at me about basketball. You can holler at me about baseball. Anything you want to talk, I'm right here. I don't go nowhere and don't duck nobody. I know all sports. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. I know it all. But again, what does JB know? Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some gear. We got some new T-shirts out there. Um. Yes, I watched one game, dog, against the Celtics the other day. And I thought, all right, Lakers going to beat the Celtics. They got Houston Mazar or whatever his name is from Washington. I like him as a player. He used to give me fantasy draft on DraftKings. But you know what? I don't see him being a fucking difference maker. They need to get rid of fucking Westbrook still. But what do I know? And the Lakers, you know, they're like three games out of the four seed, dog, and they're under 500. That's how fucked up the West is right now. The West is fucked up where they're three games out of the fourth seed in the West. 
and they're like 21 and 23 or whatever fucking what are their record clippers are shitty they're the same they're in the same boat they're all right there like the in it i mean the uh the nba west fuck is bad right now golden state's down memphis has lost five in a row after losing or winning 11 in a row they look like a team that can be beat any night also new orleans has, has kind of faltered like what like Denver's is what they are. I, I I don't ever expect Denver to be some powerhouse. Phoenix is a choke artist. As long as CP2's in Phoenix, Phoenix will never win a fucking game of any ma- meaningful game. So they're never going to win a fucking title. So Phoenix is a wash. They're a fucking overhyped fucking group. Like what team in the, in the West is going to take over? Like is Golden State going to come back and do it again late? I don't know. But for Eddie Manyweather to think the Lakers are good? Come on, man. Lakers are shitty. Lakers are shit. Eddie, see, he don't listen. He don't listen to my whole rant just now about the whole fucking thing about LeBron. He just comes back now and talks about he's going to break the scoring record. God damn, dog. Eddie, come on, homie. You exhaust me, bro. You didn't listen to fucking thing I just said. No shit he's going to break the fucking scoring record. That doesn't mean... What did I say about Kareem, though? Tell me, dog. If you listen, I want to know what you said. What did I say about Kareem not playing college? Now, if you listen, you can recite what I said. But since you don't listen, and I know you just wait on trigger words... You didn't hear shit I said about it. So now you just want to come out and say, LeBron's going to be the all-time leading scorer. What are you going to say about that? Motherfucker, I just said about it. I just talked about it. Let Kareem, don't, let, let Kareem not play college and go straight to the NBA and play four years. You know Kareem played four years of college, right? Like we all used to do. We all used to go to college for four years. Same high school for the same amount of time. You know we went to the same high school for four years, Eddie, back in the day. You know we didn't transfer four times in high school. You know we didn't transfer four times in college, right? You do know that, right? There's only a few cats that went straight to the NBA out of high school, right? I mean, I'm just asking. You know, LeBron, Kobe, fucking, you know, there's a couple guys, you know, Dawkins. I mean, there's not been a lot. Kevin Garnett. We don't have a ton of guys, right? Uh... So I just want to make sure you do realize Kareem played four years in college. I think he won four national championships as well. Um, You do understand if he didn't go to college, he would have four more years of NBA dominance and this scoring record would never be caught. You do understand this, right? I just want to be clear. You understand and listen to what I fuck I just said, but I don't think you do. I don't think you listen because you just are stuck on fanboying LeBron and sucking his balls and Dak Prescott and sucking his balls. And then when they lose, you're going to come holler at me and say, you were right, JB. Man, fuck all that. Listen to what I'm saying now. So you ain't got to come at me later and tell me I was right. Fuck, I'm trying to save you some fucking grief, homie. LeBron is a hype. But y'all don't want to listen. It's all good. It is what it is. Um, share what, Lucy? 
Yeah, exactly. CP2 over John Stockton. I mean, you got to be fucking unbelievable. You got to, you have to be the most narrow-minded, short-sighted, blind motherfucker if you take CP2 over John Stockton. If you take CP2 over Iverson or any of these motherfuckers, I would take fucking Steve Francis and Marbury over fucking CP2. CP2 is the most fucking bitch-made cat, hurt fucking crybaby pussy that I've ever seen. He has never played in a meaningful playoff run. He bows out every time because he knows he's pussy soft and he will not win it because he don't have the nuts and guts to win the motherfucker. He's CP2. CP3 is Candace Parker. Start giving her her fucking flowers. Start telling CP2 who he really is. He has been deducted in the name category to CP2. You take CP3, you minus one that motherfucker. You now have CP2. CP3 is Candace Parker, who's actually won championships and can get it. She's bad. Candace Parker is a bad motherfucker. But anyway, CP2, I think he's female and probably can get it from a lot of you motherfucking dick riders out there, too. But what do I know? Um... It blows my mind, though. This is how a lot of you guys don't fucking know sports, don't know basketball, football, baseball, nothing. It, it, you blow my mind when you tell me that Larry Bird couldn't play today. It absolutely blows my mind when you tell me that Larry Bird could not play today. I think Larry Bird would score 50 a game today, and I don't believe anyone would stop him. And this is why. It's real simple, actually. But you guys are so fucking ignorant that you don't listen or watch or know anything about professional sports or athletics, but you all want to get on Twitter and talk. Luka Doncic is absolutely killing the NBA as a slow, non-athletic, white boy who can't jump, and he destroys the NBA night in, night out. And if you think Luca is even a fifth of what Larry Bird is, you are smoking fucking crack and you don't know anything about fucking basketball. So I just want to be clear. Compare Luca and Larry Bird. And if you don't think Larry Bird can play now and Luca can, you're fucking smoking crack. Sorry, I dropped the mic on that one because you all dick ride fucking Luca. But you say Larry couldn't play today. <laughs> Luca, not even near the athlete Larry Bird is. And Larry Bird was a fucking horrible athlete back then with Jordan and all them motherfuckers. Luca's not even close to that motherfucker. And he's dominating the NBA right now. Luca is dominating the NBA night in, night out, can score 50, 60, 40 every night. And you motherfuckers say, Larry couldn't play. Too athletic. <laughs> That's how fucking dumb you motherfuckers are. Holy shit, homie. You motherfuckers, now you're listening to me and you're like, fuck. He's right. Luca is a slow white boy that can't jump, that couldn't fucking take over and dominate. 
I never got to see Larry Bird because I was only never, I wasn't even born, but I want to know, I'm a knower of all things. So of course I'm going to come out and say Larry couldn't play because I never saw Larry Bird because I know everything. And I'm just a Luca dick writer. So I think Luca could ball. No, actually, you know, no, what you don't know, motherfucker. That's why your generation needs to shut the fuck up and pay homage to your forefathers, you fucking overpaid, soft, pussy motherfuckers. How about you shut the fuck up and listen to a motherfucker who's been in the three generations of this compared to you who's been in one? But what do I know? You didn't even see Jordan, dumb motherfuckers. You didn't even see Kobe, probably, half of you. You didn't even, you definitely didn't see Bird and Mikel. You definitely didn't see Akeem and fucking Kareem. You definitely didn't see Magic, Stockton, and Isaiah. But you all know that these motherfuckers are better, right? Shut the fuck up. How about you go do some research, motherfuckers? I can't can't stand you know-it-all motherfuckers. Keep bagging my fucking groceries at Walmart, you pussy motherfuckers. Hey, it's been a great one, man. I gotta get out of here and get ready for Whitlock. Uh, I'll be on Whitlock here in a few. Uh, then he airs it later on. So I'll have that up on my channel tomorrow as well. Um, but make sure you pound the like button, subscribe. If you're not a member, become a member. It's the realest show on the internet. You all know it too. Regardless, if you like, disagree, or agree, you know it's real. That's all it needs to happen. That's all you need to know. And if you're a realist, then you watch the show, you hit the like button, you subscribe. Become a member. Become a member of Slap Nation Discord. $2.99 a month. Go check it out. You can text us, talk to us, chop it up. And uh, we're going to talk all things NFL this week. We're going to put some in. We're going to start transitioning to NBA, some college recruiting. We're going to start transitioning over to that. Sean Salisbury and I are going to start breaking down more film. Plus, we're going to start breaking down the coaching aspect of it as the NFL dwindles. Um We're going to start coaching up coaches so you guys can understand what it really takes to be a fucking coach. Um, We're going to do all those things. So pound the like button on the way out, man. And I appreciate all you guys. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. um, And we'll see you for last chance Q um, as well. So much love to all you guys. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some gear. And go on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code CoachJB. CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB, all caps, and get you 20% off on Canadips, the cleanest way to dip. Appreciate all you guys, man. Hit the like button. I'll holler at you tomorrow. Peace. <music>